let's take care of this elephant in this room, all right? Mm-hmm. Gutsy, why did you leave Wheel of Hip Hop? And I'm going to preference it. We don't want the PG version. All well, right. Big Up Friday, same way, yeah. but we don't want the PG version. Yeah, so Friday was acting like a f- nigga. Now, <laughs> no, um, listen, this is the first time, I'm, and because it's muscle, I'm going to give you guys the real, like 100% the real. Sorry, Friday, if you don't like this, but oh well. Um, I'm like Barris for our song intro and tea. <laughs> I'm saying I had the song in the other week in my head, everything, man. Well, Gutsy, listen, Gutsy, <laughs> welcome. And Mr. Vegas, welcome to the Entertainment Report podcast. You understand? This is actually where media meets media. It's been a long time since I've talked to my brothers in media. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you guys are from the Mandem Show. Yeah. You understand? So yeah. welcome to the Entertainment Report podcast, guys. Thank you, man. This is this is an honor because you already know I had you on my previous show. <laughs> so of course. to be on your platform now, I, I honestly feel honored, even though we got tricked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to be doing an interviewing. I didn't know yeah. I was gonna get interviewed, but yeah. you know, um, shout love. out to all the people. Thank you, bro. Thank you. again, Muscle. Thank you for having yeah. me. And I gotta give you your flowers quick for everything that you did. I know we were talking behind the scenes, but your transition is amazing. Like, if yeah. people want to, like, from the media scene, if you guys want to see how somebody from what the cassette era yeah. to um, CDs. DVDs <laughs> now yeah. to doing his own freaking show podcast network whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. yeah yeah muscle big up muscle <laughs> I'll add in the sound effects after don't worry they all here Vegas thank you for coming through too because this is actually the first time that we actually connected I watched you a million times on the shows I know your audio engineer and all this stuff so thank you for coming no. through today also thank you bro I subscribe to your YouTube channel man like your fucking interviews man. am I called out Chris? of course oh okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, no, your interviews, bro. There was a point where I was just in like the dancehall reggae vibe, and mm-hmm. you were the only one that was doing it. So it was just like I'm just on entertainment report, entertainment report, just going yeah. through the interviews, going through the interviews. I'm like, yo, this is fucking sick, bro. I fall asleep yeah. to that, I wake up to it, like yeah. So I subscribe to you. You know what I'm saying? It means it means a lot. And I mean, as I was telling my wife a couple of days ago, I said, listen, if you see ten views or a hundred thousand views on a video, you don't really know. Who's watching it? It shows you the area, like the country and stuff, probably even the city, but you don't know who is really paying attention to your work. So stuff Mm -hmm. that really means a lot, you know what I mean? Definitely. All right, so let's get into here, because I want to get into a bit of you guys' background, how you guys even came into the media space. So I say, Gutsy, you started out first, get into some background about growing up in the city, what part of the city, and how you even decided that this is the route that you want to take. Born and raised in Rexdale. Um, what is it, Rexdale General or Etobicoke General Hospital? Um, I want to say up until I was all over, but I want to say up until like high school, mm-hmm. I was in Rexdale and then <sighs> Brampton, Saga, Scarborough. <laughs> I, I did a few years in Scarborough. Shout out okay. to Glendower, shout out to ba- Chester ba- Lee, ba- ba- you know ba- what I'm saying? Wayside, yeah. Silver Springs area. Um, I went up to Markham, I just went all over. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more into sports. Uh, but the music thing, like you know, we're all we all love music. We all like try to rap, try to DJ, <laughs> produce. We all try to, to mingle something at some point. Yeah, something, man. You know, I I I wasn't really into the rapping thing, mm-hmm. but like I always wanted to do something behind the scenes, whether hold up a camera or like do something. I always wanted to do something. So it's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, <laughs> somebody that me and him 
used to well he's good with him now yeah. <laughs> i'm not generally good with him but um he kind of introduced me to what he was having going on at the time was champ mag that was um what was it radio online radio show no? champ magazine champ radio champ dvd that's okay <laughs> sorry that's the whole but yeah it was an online online radio show. online radio yeah it was an online radio show and that's the first time i met vegas and what's crazy too the first i don't know do you remember the first episode we hosted together there's probably no, probably not. Hollywood is probably sick, and we had to hold it down or something. No, like that. they actually left. They did. They went somewhere. Uh, we hosted the the Michael Jackson tribute. It was oh, me and you, fam. Oh. We were just bumping beer every day. But yeah, that was actually like the first time like me and Vegas like actually like worked together <laughs> and stuff like that. And then from there, like we be like yeah, chat mag days. We were going all over the place doing stuff. And then um, Hoodlum brought him around for you know free up Hoodlum. Um, he brought him around for a. I want to say a podcast that he was trying to do at the time. And then, yeah, he came to the studio. I was just like, holy shit, my guy Vegas! <laughs> 10 years! <laughs> we were back together. We we started a Mandem show with um, our, our homie Andre. You know, at time time, we just didn't work out with Andre. And just me and Vegas have been going at it. And yeah, I, I get at him every day. I know he, he gets annoyed at me, but I, I have a vision that I know we're, we're going to do big things in this friggin' world, not even just the city. No, for sure, because no, for sure. the world is a big world, especially when it comes to the podcasting world right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely see an explosion. So even you, Vegas, how did you get into Because I know you do your audio engineer, video editing, all this stuff. How did you get into all this and what, what part of the city came? Give us a little bit of your background, how you got to where you are today. So, like, I'm from Chester Lee. People think I'm from Marvin, but no. CLE, not Cleveland. <laughs> um, when we were young, we were always into music. Mm-hmm. Like, I was always, like, I started off as a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Writing music, rapping. Yeah. Um, I had a crew, Imperial. Shout out to J Lyrics and 9X. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. Shout out to shout out to my dogs, them. So, like, we had transitioned, like, to making our own stuff, right? Justin used to make beats. He taught me how to make beats on Reason. Mm-hmm. So that's where I started producing now, you know, doing hair, one, two here and there with Fruity Loops. And then from then I said, yo, after Imperial kind of disbanded, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, we need to like make a whole thing in the in the community. So I started Royalty Squad. Royalty Squad had um, Dem Boys and Money Making Mollies, which is now three um, Triple M. Triple M. Um, okay. And, um, and then we still had Young Rulers with me and Nine X, you know, so... We started that as a company in a whole, me, Hollywood, Biggs, and Ninex, and we just uh, try to evolve into the community. But these are the times where like social social media wasn't popping, it wasn't digital, everything was still DVDs, cassettes were still around, CDs burning, like all Facebook, sorts of stuff. Facebook was, was gone. In. Facebook well, it was, wasn't Yeah, huge, Facebook was But regardless, that was but gone. It probably just on your computer at that time. Because remember, yeah. Facebook started off on the computer. On the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then you could get it as an app. You're right. You're right. Remember, these are the days of MSN Messenger and of all sorts course, of stuff. AIM Messenger. Blackberry, BBM. Even before BBM. Even before BBM. That's what I'm saying. We had all that stuff. MSN, yeah, was right before the BBM. Yeah. So that was the, those were the days like of MSN Black Planet and all those stuff. Like, so. We're trying to high five. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) So we're trying to get our music out through that route. And I guess with with that now, we ended up building our skills, our rapping, our own I'm shooting our own videos and all that stuff. This is like pre-YouTube, you know what I'm saying? So like after all of that, um I got into a studio Mm -hmm. and um I started working at uh, a studio called Dungeon Sound Studios. And um how I got to like where I am now is like through that I use Cubase and stuff and 
hoodlum again. Yeah. I think he's like the catalyst to success. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Free him up. <laughs> he had brought a lot of the clientele through. You know what I'm saying? With, if it wasn't for hoodlum, he would I wouldn't have been able to work with many of the talent I have worked with. So that transitioned into um, strengthening my audio engineering experience. I'm doing in-studio music videos and just building that route. So from there, I just started to boom, boom, and just learn and develop and just grow and grow and grow. Um, flash forward, Champ Radio days, um, me in Hollywood, um, my next boy, and M. Dot, rest in peace, yeah. M. Dot. You know what I'm saying? MD These guys M. went to like, um, like school for broadcasting, and then okay. they um, they created a, you know, a radio station at the U UTSC. Okay, and then we just started doing champ radio it was us and it was crack house radio you know shout out crack house radio there was at nine and we was at 11 so yeah. we just started doing that and that's how we got interviews with like fabulous and Nicki minaj charlamagne okay yeah. so you have all you have those bro yeah, oh, yeah bro yeah. we that's what i'm saying we, this is foundation like so yeah. this stuff now yeah we've been didn't we've been done did that already you know what so i'm saying where, where's all that content from back then then my boy probably has it on his hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> it was saying? not on like YouTube or anything. I, I, it's funny that you say that because yeah. I actually get a house all the time. I'm like, yo, fam, yeah. we used to do like music video mm. remakes of like old boy and stuff. We were all taking a, a part of the music video yeah. like, singing. <laughs> mm. now, that needs to be up somewhere. It Even does. if you build a separate channel where you just put them out as shorts, quick snippets, yeah, that yeah, needs yeah. to be out somewhere. You understand? To, uh, uh, especially show where you guys are coming from and why you guys belong mm -hmm. to be yeah. where you are right now. Right now, yeah, you you're right. You're right because there, there was a lot of legendary stuff. Yellow Wolf performances, bro. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think we seen Joa Santana perform. We went to Ghana Nakwe. I heard see, about that. That's that, crazy. that one of the craziest <laughs> events I've ever been to. Yeah, Champ yeah. Mag. It was before its time. I'll say yeah. that it 100%. was one hundred percent before its time. The 100%. stuff that we were doing then, if we if that came out now with the top. characters too, that oh man, Look. what year? What years are we talking about here? 2000, okay, so Champ Radio was around 2007, 8, 9 ish. Yeah. Dungeon was 2010, 11, and beyond. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we're talking about, like mid, mid, late 2000s. Yeah. Um, after the Dungeon stuff, after the Dungeon stuff, and I went to other studios, like around 2014, 15, I started developing like um, artists like Bugs and stuff. He had his really good hit. Um, we had his hit, um, <laughs> sorry, he had his hit, um, Black Challenger, and from there, I think that's where the uh, popularity raised again in, yeah. in my in my second wind, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, we had Black Challenger, um, 3M French had Let Me Tell You Some, mm -hmm. um, and a whole bunch of hits, man, like coming out of the city at that time. That so, was that was mixtape, the real mixtape era at that time. When you go downtown Young Street, yeah, there's a when you go like close to yes, rock mm -hmm. the house and these places are even on the streets. What was the man? Hustle man. Hustle. Yes. Oh, you know what I mean? He'd be on the streets selling the mixtape. That was a real hustling era mm -hmm. in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Even if you come to Scarborough, you come to um Scarborough Town Center. You know that little place between you get to before when you get off the station before you get into the mall. <laughs> into the mall yeah. There's like there's a, little a little alleyway area. type of thing. That's where people are hustling. Oh yeah, mixtapes and stuff. And I mean DVD time. magazine smack yeah. was hot back then also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, smack it was a different was area. And I mean before we got to the YouTube where yeah. we are right now. Yeah, or before it got popular. Anyways, yeah. like YouTube was around for a while, but like. When it really hits the pinnacle where people start to create money from it, yeah. that's when everything changed, you know? Definitely. So even 
How do you guys get your names? That's what I want to know. Guts and guts and last Me? Um, you want a PG version or? No, yo, listen, we're adults. Listen, this conversation just started. We're not, we're not doing no PG here. No well, PC, no, you know, here. Well, because at the time before, like I, I was trying to promote something that was more for the kids. Yeah. So I would be like, yo, Gutsy, he has the guts to do whatever he wants. But I was really in the Gallim's guts. Yeah. That's really what it was. Like the problem was too, like, yeah. I, like I had to learn over the time. Like you can't be smashing all your brethren's girls, your friends' girls, your over time it took you to learn over yeah. time, bro. Because I, like, no offense, sorry, bro. I have to put you out. My bro showed me like yeah. all Gallim are free game, eh? <laughs> like, listen, the Gallim are free game. If they yeah. don't put a ring on your finger, or if they don't put a ring on your brethren's finger, yeah. they're gonna get. And too, they were giving it to me yeah. too. So it's just oh like shit, bro. It caused a lot of problems deeper down uh, uh, in a lifetime. But I had to learn just how to be more respectable. But yeah, yeah. I was in the Gallim guts. Yeah, guts and guts. <laughs> but like, the PG way is like if somebody call, like if a kid asked me how yeah. I can't be telling kids, yo, <laughs> I was in your I, I was in your mom's guts, or you know what I'm saying? I mean, nah, I tell it's them, you know, work. I have the guts to do whatever. So you know, okay. you. So, so you have the PG and you have the the, the R. You know what I mean? X rated. The G rated. Got you. <laughs> Vegas. Um. So during Champ Radio, um, my boy Hollywood, uh, we called them Halls. You know, Hollywood. He, uh, I would. We need a DJ name. So I figure, you know, if people were to say it's like, yeah, you know, it's Hollywood and DJ Las Vegas from Champ Radio. So, you know, Hollywood is a spectacular place to be for stars. And Las Vegas is the gambler's fucking <laughs> paradise. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just we just I just created that name and put it together. I'm actually called Dex. Like They call me Dex from the neighborhood, you know, Dex Needy, Dexter. The Sinatra. That's my rap name. That's, that's, that's a rap name that's new too. That's a new rap name. I call yeah. myself that later on. But like, did, did you guys actually even have different rap names too, or it was always this was your name from the street? What was your rap name? My rap name was Little Fuse. <laughs> really, <laughs> Little Fuse, because my bro was Short Fuse. Yeah. Oh, and I was Little Fuse. Oh, okay. And yeah, that's like I, it, was, it was funny too because he's like. He's way smaller than me too, right? Like big, I'm, and yeah. he would people would assume he was my little bro. Yeah, uh, so I would be little, um, little fuse. He was short fuse. That was uh, my rap name. It's like when you call the big man tiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much same shit, right? Yeah. And did you have a different rap name too? No, it's uh, Dex. Dex we, yeah. Back then it was Dex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy because even we're going fast forward now. Where I've seen you guys, the first place I seen any of you guys was We Love Hip Hop, mm -hmm. and I mean shout them up and stuff. Mm -hmm. How did you even get connected? with Wheel of Hip Hop. So, crazy story. Um, I actually watched Wheel of Hip Hop in jail. Mm. Wow. So my whole mind state, well, and that maybe you could touch on that too if you want to. Mm. No homo pass. But yeah, um, my whole mind state too was just like, at the time, I didn't know what I wanted to do with life. Mm -hmm. Like my life was kind of like, yo, just make money, make money, invest, do all that shit, right? Mm -hmm. So, I got caught up in some shit, went to jail. At the time, I was always talking about, yo, Toronto needs a, its own 106 in park. Toronto needs something fun. Toronto needs whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So these guys, <laughs> I shouldn't even, what, whatever. We, we, we were able to watch TV and other things, movies. And one of the guys were just like, yo, you're always talking about like 106 in park. You should watch this podcast. Mm -hmm. Popped in I see yeah. PK and Friday. I was like, yo, this is actually dope, fam. I, yeah. I believe at the time, I had the Biz Loke. I think yes. that was the big yeah, one that they yeah. put out. So yeah. I think that was what um, my brethren brought in. And yeah, it was just like, yo, this is dope. Like, 
if these guys just be more into their characters and just be out there more interviewing more people, this could be something big for the city. Mm -hmm. So fast forward now, I come out, I start like seeing them now on Instagram and stuff, start promoting. Like I'm actually promoting their shit because I want to see them win, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I went to one of the live shows, bucked up with Friday, PK spoke to them. And then I seen, he said like, yo, soon we, we should be having like internship. Like send me a message, whatnot. Send out a professional um, resume. Got my girl to proofread it. Make sure everything's right. Yeah. Um, Sav always reminds me about this day, so I sent it in. The man called me on like a holiday and he called me private. Yeah. I'm not answering. <laughs> You're most I'm still a guy. Yeah, I'm like I'm not answering this. Who's calling me private yeah. on a holiday? Mm -hmm. So he messaged me. He's like, "Yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get at you." Called him back or whatever. He sent me his number. I called him. We wrapped it up and um. I forgot which one interview it was, but he called me off for an interview. I was just started filming, and from there, I was just part of the team. Yeah. yeah. So, it, so it was like a real send in a resume, get an interview, come in and intern. So you originally started behind the camera. Yeah, I was behind the camera. Um, going back to your th whole thing too, like my whole thought process was my life was kind of fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I you know I just got freaking convicted for human trafficking. Shit, I didn't even do. I wasn't yeah. even freaking involved in the shit. But yeah. you know. I had to, like, my whole life was changed. Like, I don't know if Vegas even remembers those times. I, I was just, I was living a really fast life. I was doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do. So yeah. now you get a reality check and you're in your 30s. It's just like, yo, you really got to fix up. So mm -hmm. anything that I was doing, I was just like, yo, I got to do this professional. I got to do it to my best ability, right? So yeah, um, I was behind the scenes. Not, I, I wasn't behind the scenes of any of the big interviews. I know people like the the Biz Lokes, R.I.P. Houdini and the YG. I wasn't a part of any of those. Okay. Um, I started coming, I became an on-screen personality COVID time. COVID? Yeah. Okay. So COVID time is when, like, we, we, can, we can't hold cameras up anymore. Everything moved to Zoom, right? Yeah. So the whole thing was, I was always giving hot takes behind the mic. And Friday, I was like, into the mic, into the mic, into the mic. Yeah. So it was now time for Gutsy to be in front of the cameras. But yeah. And I, at that time, too, I think the same time, me and Sav were just like, let's do our own thing, too. Mm-hmm. Because I started filming my own little show, my gutsy little series where I was interviewing people too, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I, I had a camera, I had a mic, yeah. and I was just like, yo, let me try Let's I just figure it out. Yeah, yeah, figure it out. Friday seen that, and he was just like, you know what? He seen that also what I was trying to do with Sav. He was just like, yo, just come bring everything over here. We have a spot. We have the cameras. Because I'm a man, I don't like to ask people for shit. Mm -hmm. I'd rather just kind of get everything on my own, do my own shit. Because Figure it out. I, yeah. And yeah, we ended up doing six views on cut, brought it over to Friday, and the rest is pretty much history. <laughs> From right there. So even you, Vegas, when did you, because when the first time I remember seeing you, probably if you said you'd done so much before, clearly our paths would have crossed at some time before. But the first time I remember seeing you was I think We Love Hip Hop went to a studio and you were the engineer there at one of the studios. Was was it there? I can't remember. When was the first time you remember going on We Love Hip Hop? Hoodlum. Hoodlum, but that wasn't even out. That's not even out yet. Mm -hmm. So the actual first episode I was involved with must have been like a six views six views thing. Or no. Friday must have messaged me for <laughs> I filming because Gucci had Gucci was gone. So he needed a backup camera. Cameraman to shoot the oh, stuff. Was he? Yeah, it's either that or when we did Voice of the Staircase. Voice. <laughs> what are those acting? I was gonna say because if it was the Voice of the Staircase, I was doing the audio there, and the audio fucked up, yeah. which was an amazing interview. Fault. But yeah, that, that, is, like, that interview was so good. Fuck. I wish mm -hmm. the audio came out better, but 
It wasn't my fault, bro. Yeah. So it, yeah, you're listen. You're the audio engineer, bro. If you said you were the cameraman and they put you on audio and then it fucked up, I understand, bro. You're the, you're that the was audio doing both guy. that day, but both at the same time. So I was doing audio and I was doing video. The thing is, is like it wasn't recorded. Like the record button wasn't on. And Friday has the old school friggin' Tascam joint, bro. Like mm -hmm. I told him step it up, bro. I swear, I showed him the broadcaster. <laughs> like, bro, this is what's new, my G. You need to step the game up. The only thing yeah. I'll give to Friday, uh, I like I'll defend him for, is usually he always has. It beside him right so he's always watching, watching. to see yo timestamp this yes, or yes, we're going yes. too long yeah. so he didn't have it beside him like yeah. we switched up my whole thing too is the way the filming is right i always want to be different i always want to be creative so mm -hmm. it, i believe during that voice of the staircase episode i wanted to be it like it was a round table, a round table. Yeah. instead of it being like just us in in front of the camera kind of thing let's mm -hmm. all have like a circle and we just conversate kind of thing yeah so yeah, it ended up fucking up, but yeah. still a great conversation. Still, was you guys really want to get by the bad audio? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really dope. It was so, really dope. Because I remember even with Voices Staircase, I remember they came up about a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. They came up. That was the one where the guy goes through the, the uh, there, door. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty dope. Shout those guys out. Yeah. I like what they're doing over there. That one there was the first time they actually came up on my radar. Mm -hmm. Was the first time you left. I went over, yeah. We love hip hop, and then you ended up over there. So you guys actually interviewed them first. I in well, I went over there for an interview. Mm -hmm. So um, that too. The first time I left, we love hip hop. Just for people to know, I didn't really leave. We love hip hop. I took a fucking break. Yeah, like a bit, it, it was a whole thing where I was just like, I was doing a lot of filming, I was yeah. doing a lot of editing, and being the person in camera trying to promote. <laughs> Nah, nigga. Yeah, I was burnt out. Like, there was times where I would just come in and I, I was just going with the flow. Yeah. I didn't want to, like, podcast. I didn't want to do it. So, yeah, I just said, fuck it. Let me take a couple of weeks off. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was planned, guys. Sorry. Fuck. Uh. But, yeah, I went over there to Voices of the Staircase. Um, To me, it's like, again, like, the way I always think, and shout out to, like, what Moolah's doing, right? Like, I'm always trying to we're, be creative. We're get, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and just with the, with the media stuff in general, I thought, like, media's boring. Mm -hmm. Especially in Toronto, mm -hmm. I felt like people were just afraid to do certain things. And I wanted just to take risk and do things that people might have not agreed with, but they would have been like, yo, this is the cool. Shock, like, the shock different. value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but this time is real. I really am gone, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're going to get, don't worry. <laughs> really we're gonna, we are going to get into <laughs> that, but there's some more stuff we need to cover before we even no, get into sure. that. You know what I mean? What would you say? So then you became a sometime on your host also, too, on Six Views Uncut? I want to say he was fully an on-air host when I started bringing him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah he brought me in, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, I can't remember which episode he started coming in fully, but once I started realizing that Vegas was around... Oh, I remember when Friday took his trip and we had to do the Six Weeks Uncut on our Ooh, own, and we did it at no. Major Music. The first time we brought it to Major Music. <laughs> oh. He didn't take a trip that time. No, but that's what I that's what I that's what I remember when, remember when we went to Montreal. I don't know what happened. You Montreal was Montreal was the We Love Hip Hop episode, which we, me, you, and PK did. Mm -hmm. But the oh, music oh, episode, oh, 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 that nigga didn't want. Well, I can't remember what exactly the issue was, but I think there was a filming issue where he just. Told me I couldn't film at the studio that we. Were oh yeah, yeah, at, yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah, like, right, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Myself, nigga. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what happened. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get into it. But yeah, what yeah, would you so, say were three of you guys' favorite or most memorable episodes that you guys hosted together? Hosting mm. together, Taylor was pretty dope. Mm -hmm. This is recently on a Manem show. 
Are we we're, love we're going to that. Yeah, we haven't. Six I, honestly, we, with six views, I don't think we got enough mm-hmm. because I want to say maybe a month, two months within he got there, I left. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really get. We didn't even do an interview on no. Love Hip Hop. It was just no. Yeah, no we did Seko. Remember when it was supposed to be uh, somebody else, and then Seko came, and then the person Seko that, was there. And I think Tia it Banks was, was supposed, Tia Banks to, be supposed there, to be there. But she didn't show but she up didn't, because yeah. her whole team. That was a. Mm-hmm. That, was a <laughs> yeah. that was a setup. Yeah, that was definitely set up. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a team set that up. But yeah, hey, yeah. shout out their team. They they they, they got set up a pretty dope interview. But yeah. see, you weren't. Gucci was there too, though. Yeah. That oh yeah, I was chilling. Yeah, I was. Came, I came to chill. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Uh, yeah. But anyways, yeah, we didn't really do. Fam, I'm telling you, I I remember we didn't do any interviews together on We Love Hip Hop or mm-hmm. on the network Six Views. We didn't do anything like that. As far as like. Yeah, when we went off to do the Mandem show, mm-hmm. we had Jimmy, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we started doing more interviews on that. But yeah, none for got good memory for someone who smokes, bro. I know. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> thank you. Sure. You remember what you need to remember. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. And keep it, to, keep man. it that simple. You got to. Damn. Okay, so then since you guys didn't do a lot of interviews, what would you say are your three most memorable episodes of Six View Uncut? Um, Cloud Girl. Why? Because I felt like that was my first, should have been my first viral moment that didn't go viral. And I felt like to me, that was when I had to realize I have to work. Mm-hmm. It it was the first episode without Sav. I felt like it was a viral moment that didn't go viral. I, to this day, I think that's like, that moment is top 10, maybe even five Toronto interview moment all time. And Cloud Girl, she's the one that threw the chair off of the um off Oh the no, no, that's Chair Girl. Cloud chair Girl is the one that would just be girl, spitting Cloud in the girl. tellies yeah. and she she's all over the place. But mm-hmm. she ended up like pretty much throwing up on camera. Wow. Like, not on camera, like I yeah. think like we kind of took the camera off of her. Yeah. But she pretty much like almost hurled on camera, whatever we cut it. But like to me, that that shit like six buzz to keep six on it. Everybody should have posted. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. waiting there. I'm like, yo, tag six buzz, tag. Nobody reposted this shit. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, yo, what do you gotta do to get lit out this city, bro? Like, yeah. you really gotta work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's the moment where I really felt um, I had to work. But that it still dope moment. Two, I put in two in one. Boogs and Chromas. Mm-hmm. I interviewed mm-hmm. Boogs, which went pretty viral. That's when people started reposting me. Yeah. And then my next interview was Chromas. So both of them two giving me back-to-back interviews off of being academics stream and all that. At that time, were they together? This or this was after. It was, this was after. They yeah. broke up maybe like maybe a year after. Mm-hmm. And academics started paying attention to Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when Boogs went on there. I interviewed him. And then he said whatever, some crazy shit about Chromas. Then Chromas wanted to defend it. So she came on the next episode. So to me right there, having that back-to-back, yeah. oh, that that definitely killed it. And as a number three, I always like to put you up there because, like, that was when, like, I had to learn to be more professional. (laughs) I wasn't even today. But, like, just, like, just interviewing you, bro, like, it it was just a real, like, a Toronto staple. I really love that interview. Like, I tell everybody that's one of my favorite. But if I had to put another one in there, Mm -hmm. you're saying most memorable? Yeah. I would even say Burner. Bernard Bands was a memorable interview because that was my worst interview. <laughs> <laughs> why why was it there? Okay, I guess this is the first I'm gonna give you this. This is the first time I'm ever putting this out here. Okay. And I apologize, Bernard, if you if you take this the wrong way. And it's not I don't want Bernard to look he's not he wasn't soft or anything. Mm-hmm. But um shout out to Mr. Three Sixty Five. He set up the interview with Bernard Bands, whatever. Bernard, um I went downstairs to go get Bernard and bring him in, but Bernard was like across the street. 
And as I came outside, he seen me hailing up two guys, which were getting ready to go film something else in the studio. Mm -hmm. One guy was too shysty masked up. The other guy was macadelic. Mm -hmm. He he didn't know though. <laughs> he just seeing me hail up two people, <laughs> two masked individuals. Yeah. Uh. So he swing as soon as they went inside, whatever he swinged around. He's like, yo, who are who are those guys? <laughs> like, you know the man. I don't even know if he asked, but like the man them just swinged up like, yo, who are those guys you just hailed? Yeah. And I think from then it kind of just threw burner up. Yeah. So when he came to the interview. He's not really a talkative person as is. So then me trying to get that out of him and he probably just, yo, what the fuck was that? Yeah. His mood was just kind of off from there. And I try, I think I got like, I got him back in at one point. I asked him a question. He was laughing. And then from there, he was just like, yeah, I'm off. Like, you, know, you could tell he was just like, yo, let's just get this interview done with. Damn. He checked but out. Yeah, that was, to me, that it was memorable for that sense because it was my worst interview. Yeah. Worst one. Well, sometimes that that's good because you learn the most stuff doing interviews and conversations, especially the hardest ones, the worst ones, you yep. learn the most. Yeah. You understand because now you understand people's mood. How am I going to get them talking? So I'm talking less and you're talking more. How can I interest them to keep them in this conversation? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know and I, mean? I was, hum I, it was a humbling moment because I was feeling the fuck out of myself yeah. at that time too. I was like, <laughs> yo, like all the interviews I'm doing are great. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm not even prepping interviews. I'm just yeah. going in giving people great interviews I used to tell Friday all the time I'm like nigga you my only competition out yeah. here you ain't even really my competition like mm -hmm. fam I'm just like I'm just the guy out here but like yeah that I needed that to humble myself and be like alright now I gotta come prepared every interview yeah. I gotta figure out ways like I started watching different people in like I watched um what was it like bad interview moments mm. so where people would walk off of interviews and yeah. shit and I would try to figure out okay what do you gotta do to, because sometimes you can just tell Mm -hmm. You've interviewed hundreds of people, bro. You know what some people, I don't know. I see a lot of people are engaged with you. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure you've had the one time where of people are just course, like, bro, I don't want to fucking be here, muscle. <laughs> just hurry up and ask me the damn question. Cut, bro. I'm going to go make me money. <laughs> and you got to figure out ways where you can make those interviews still engaging, right? Mm -hmm. Especially for the audience. It's like like you, you have to be like sometimes like um what's his name there Nardwar yeah. yeah where he always knows this little information that it's like nobody else knows yeah. and that that what I find with dealing with any artist anybody that's in any business if you know this little tidbit of information that few people know they'll open up to you the yeah. most. And I mean, if it's just, oh, so what's your plans? Oh, I know you just put out this new song. What are you planning on doing in five years? Oh, okay, yeah. If it's those generics, mm -hmm. it, depending on their mood, they might give it to you, they might not. But from they see that you know something different, mm -hmm. they're going to give you what you want. And for any young up-and-coming interviewers, hosts out there, when you're interviewing people, they love chatting about, like, they love to know that you know stuff about mm -hmm. them. <laughs> what you say, yo, you did, did, did. they want, did. Yo, they're artists. They yeah. they love themselves. They yeah. have a little bit of ego. So maybe a lot of bit of ego. Mm -hmm. So ask themselves about themselves or so just like you said, something that, that they you would know be that like, a lot of yeah, people that won't really know. know. Or somebody that's paying attention would know, mm -hmm. then they'll be happy. When it's sometimes sometimes it's simple simple as you know, sometimes people spell their name and they have an accent on their name and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, a lot of times when you're writing your name, you can't really put it in there. From you even notice that and you tell them, see, yeah, I know your name is supposed to have an accent, but it's not here. Something like that, mm -hmm. that super attention to detail. Oh, yeah. You and them are best of friends. Facts. Especially and when I mean, you dig, even if you dig down in their interests as well. I found that works a lot. Like mm -hmm. when we interviewed at Destiny mm -hmm. and friggin' like I was telling her about like the studio she'd been to because she said she'd been to certain, certain yeah. in Montreal and I'm like, so which one you went to? That one? 
She's like, whoa, how did you know? Like, she like was surprised that. because obviously, like, I know Wagwan out here as an engineer. So, mm-hmm. like, it was kind of like, holy smokes, like, you guys know, like, did you, like, fucking do your research? Or yeah. Especially it? when you're, the podcast game right now is, I wouldn't say saturated because there's still so much more room, but there's a lot more people doing interviews and conversations now than before. To stand out, you need to know those tidbits. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. that's going to get you like, whoa. You know what you're talking about. Or when you get one like, how do you know that? Mm. Or this is the first time I'm going to say this. You see when you start getting those, Mm -hmm. you know you definitely connected. And I'm, you know what, big and serious? Never really spoke about this before, but I'm going to talk about it now. (laughs) Those, winning. That's when you know, Winning. Winning. You know what I mean? Even you, Vegas, you remember three most memorable moments when you were actually even behind the camera recording an interview or anything? Oh, the first time I saw Boogs from when we like kind of did a split. Like I remember that day. That was that was cool because I haven't seen him in a while, mm-hmm. and um, our relationship had kind of fizzled. But I saw him again. It was still that was love. This year, no. That was the, before he went to jail again. This year. This year, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. This year is mod. Sorry, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mod, yeah. yeah. Um, that was a dope. Uh, that was a dope uh, interview with that. That I did with We Love Hip Hop. Um. This honestly, I like the conversations that me, Guts, and and Binga had on um on Six Views. Mm-hmm. Those were epic, cause like, fam, like we was in this, we was talking for like three hours, bro. Like, and I don't even know why we're talking for so long, but like this shit just kept running, fam. And at the end, we're like, yo, I can't believe we're out here for so long. It's yeah. crazy. Um, a lot of the Six View stuff I loved, and um, I really liked the Psycho interview, even though I wasn't involved. I was behind, like just kind of manning cameras a little bit. Mm-hmm. Seko, he was a dope act, man. I can't even lie. Like yeah, he, he, he's, he's a, a good, he's a good dude. guy. Energy. I I think just in general, like yeah, you, we need more of those artists too, right? Yeah, you know, man. Like we all promote the fuckery and the drill artists. You have yeah. those rappers that are really giving you bars and still good music. Mm-hmm. Seko is one of those guys that these he definitely needs a lot more. Like I want to say promo, but just just more eyes on him. Just right? more eyes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But his team is gonna work hard and do what they gotta do, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, they did team. well with Tia Banks. So. I want to interview his team. Talk about Tia Banks. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you you, you put it you put it out in the atmosphere. So let's see where it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Guys, holla. Yeah, <laughs> easy. Even yeah. you guts. I know you've been doing your thing, but listen, you're doing a lot of stuff on six year on cuts. But when you start to read the comments, a lot of hate started to come your way. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Um. I don't know. I, I don't I'm know different. I'm not like the regular Toronto man, I think. I think with your average Toronto man, you want a guy that's going to be like so tough and a little bit gangster. He's not going to talk about eating pussy and you know, all these all these things that I just go against. Like yeah. I just feel like I'm, I'm a fun-loving guy, but also I'm different. And I feel like, I feel like it's easier to pick at... I, I wouldn't even say it's easier to pick at me because honestly, I see like, I watch No Jumper and I see the comments, how they go at Flacco and everything. I just think that's a part of this era or this thing that we're doing here. The comments, especially with the hip hop. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't see it on you. Like, <laughs> I don't, I go it's, through the comments for years. Maybe a one through your muscle should have did or, but you don't, yo, this guy's an idiot or he's a goof or I don't feel like, I think it's, I think it's hip hop. I yeah. think the hip hop. What is, it's what a built-in yeah. troll. The trolls are built in yeah. to the whole scene. Because you got to remember too, that's like a lot of hip hop is built off of negativity. Mm-hmm. For years, yeah. it's been built off of negativity. So mm-hmm. like, hey, let's just throw some negative people in there. We know that people are going to 
they're gonna attack. Like I, I, I said this the other day, even about Presser. Like, why does Presser go back and he like he he'll diss like Dovi or Mula, and he's mm-hmm. like, you're signed, bro. Like you're you're you you're dating Coyle Ray and you're you're at BT Awards. Why are you even wasting your time attacking people like it's that? It's fun. It's part of the it's part of the sport. Yeah, you but know what I mean, yeah, but like if they're not on your level, then why are you going down there? Like, mm-hmm. imagine you're like at the top top ladder you know what i'm saying and then he, those guys don't have a deal those guys you know what i'm saying they're not in the same tax bracket as you why do you want to lower yourself to that tax bracket to go to tr- and poke going back to the trolls i do it mm-hmm. too a lot of these guys are probably guys that are living in their mom's basement like <laughs> using their wi-fi the mom probably tells me you can use a wi-fi for it because <laughs> i noticed that the trolls like they message me at certain times. Like either early <laughs> mo- early in the morning they want to argue or like late in the night. What? So it's like Mom Dukes is either not home at these times and that's the time you can connect the Wi-Fi because they don't be arguing with me during the day. Like, so, so it's going to be a simple thing. They went to work and then they decided to come argue could, with you later. Could be, but I feel like if you're going to work, like you're going to be focused on your work. job. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel yeah. like these people that are trolling me yeah. and that too, like, they're trolling me about shit that they're not like you're not doing anything with the city. That's yeah. my whole thing is like I I felt like or I feel like I've done something where I'm helping the city. I'm helping yeah. a lot of artists that probably would never get interviews, would never get a certain amount of attention. They got them in the city. Like I've I've been an advocate for the women Toronto rappers in the city for as soon as I got in front of the camera. Yeah. So none of you guys are doing that shit. So mm-hmm. like leave me pee, bro. But, but yeah, I, I, I at first it used here. to bug me, yeah. but now I've gotten better with it where I actually enjoy trolling people now. Yeah. <laughs> like say whatever you want about me. Best believe I'm gonna call out your mom, call out your dad. If if you made a fake account to message me, your parents failed you. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You made a fake account. You couldn't come to me from your real account. You, you can't you you're can't, a failure. If you can't stand on it, yeah. I don't even pay attention to it. No, I'll pay attention to it. I'll call you out. Your your parents failed you because you're making fake accounts to tell somebody something. Mm -hmm. Your parents. I won't even blame you. It's your parents' fault. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Nah, man. Just the other day, somebody sent me a random stupid message. Listen, if it's not coming from your real account, I ain't even seeing you. I want you to know that I read it and you don't get a response. If you can't stand on it, don't talk to me. So hold on. You can't face me. You're saying something different though. Yeah. Because you're asking me about the comments. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying your DMs. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, my DMs is way different. <laughs> your death threats and oh, my DMs is crazy. Don't get it twisted. My DMs were good when I first started. It still is. Actually, that too. I think a lot of times we just focus on the negative shit. Because I be getting a lot, like even when I'm on road, like yeah. just mm-hmm. the other day I went to the dispensary. Yo, that's Kutsi from Willow Vampire, blah, blah, blah. You'll give him free weed. Like yeah. I feel like that too. The internet, you have people that they're able to just Yo, I see this person living good. My day's bad. Let me just type something. Whereas on road, I've never had one of these issues. And I'm outside every day. Yeah. All over the city. I've never had one. Per- Yo, fuck you, Gutsy. <laughs> I really got a piece of shit. I, yeah, and I guarantee. pimp nigga. I never. I guarantee you passed this troll at least one time in oh, your yeah. lifetime. And they said nothing. Hell. Guarantee you, you know. <laughs> they pro- you know what? I'm lying. They probably hail this. Yeah, man. I love what you're doing. You're doing just to, as soon as you walk off to turn on your fuck that nigga. Put it on your. I'm gonna send you some fucked up DM <laughs> right now. This teeth yeah. yellow. Yeah. Fuck, bro. <laughs> like it's it's. And at this point, like before, I'm not even gonna lie. Going into it at first, it was hard because I was. I'm a nigga, guys. Like you, I, you were street. You were still 100 percent. In the street zone. The mentality was, if you said anything, what? Let's go put, where are you? I, I was sending people my address. Yeah. Like, yo, I was sending people, like, I would yo, be like, up. yo, I'm here yeah. right now. Come yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Did but, anybody like, ever I, show up? 
No, hell no. <laughs> hell no. But that's, I had to learn over the time, like, a lot of these guys, they're not, again, they're in the mom's basement. Or, mm-hmm. They're just not going to do anything. They just want to get a rise out yeah. of it. They just want to participate. Because right? so, remember, even if you go on Instagram, the best part of Instagram is the comment section. Oh, you know yeah. that, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Where, that's where the real game happens is inside of the comment section. Yeah. That's for so sure. you have a lot of people that their whole thing is, yo, let me say the worst comment so I could get the most, most likes people uh, commenting. Uh, that's uh, the whole game right there. Uh, yeah, I remember when I put out my uh, top female list mm-hmm. and, and everybody was arguing that. I I was arguing with people and I don't think even people realize like I was just arguing so you guys could just up my page. <laughs> like, you guys just give me more traction, <laughs> fam. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Like, yeah. you guys can feel however you want, but, Mm. Just comment as long as you're commenting on this page. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm gravy. And you're sharing it with your friends, and you guys are talking. But he's an idiot. Go comment and see how stupid he is. Yeah. (laughs) Do it. Yeah. But once you keep keep doing what you're doing, after a while, those are those comments are gonna fall off, and you're gonna continue to rise. Because you see, when I first got, especially on um, YouTube. The Americans used to kill me, boss. Oh. Killed uh, me. Yeah. Dead, 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 dead. Oh, I hate his accent. This guy hate his laugh. <laughs> yeah, Buddy, yeah. where's this guy from? <laughs> Can you even understand him? Right? Mm-hmm. But right now, my biggest audience on YouTube is Americans. are the Americans. You know what I mean? Sure. Canada's actually like third? third and sometimes even fourth. You so understand? second is Jamaica. First, America. Second, UK. Oh. Caribbean. Trods between three and four, and then mm. Canada. So it's between Caribbean and Canada. But number one mm. is America. Why do you feel that that that's that way? Because I I feel like I have a my own. But why do you feel like that? Um, I think Americans remember Americans are usually ahead of us with everything. So if they're gonna actually look at something, get onto a podcast, get onto interview, it's gonna be the Americans because they're first, mm. and then we'll come. After the fact, that's how I've seen it all the time. And I mean, especially when you're trying to put out a lot of, this is a good one though. When you're trying to put out a lot of Canadian content, it's hard to get that 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100,000 views. Mm. You understand? Mm -hmm. But once you do sometimes international, not all your views are going to do that, but you're going to get some 100,000. You're going to get some 50,000. So a lot of times what's hot on the ground in whatever city or country you're in, is not necessarily translate to the internet. Has Canada, in your opinion, has Canada like built a proper infrastructure for like the urban? I hate using urban, but like for the hip hop, hip hop, reggae, soul, yeah, is no, it hasn't. It hasn't. We've had before. We had like grants. You could still get the grants and stuff like that, but there's no real. To what I could see, I could be wrong, but I don't see a real infrastructure. Like, okay, you're this artist, you go to this person, this person, this person, and then this is what happens. What I'm finding now is a lot of, let's go podcasts right now. I find that a lot of podcasts are sharing the same guests, especially if they're hot in the streets. Mm -hmm. Mula's hot, so you're going to see him on everybody's podcast. That was intentional though. No, but with him, I think that's more intentional. Yeah, that was a Hold on then. If oh. that was, because we know he's a freaking genius when it comes yeah, to it. Yeah, facts. You see, what's her name uh, from the girls that broke up? Um, TNT. TNT. Uh, TNT. Yes. Her, after Rolling Loud, everybody's Everybody. podcast. And again, I get it because remember, we don't have a super big pool that we're going to think, but there's still, there still has to be a bit more, bro. You understand? There still has to be Okay, you know what? There's these seven podcasts that's hot. 
I'm going to do three of them this time mm -hmm. because it's only these three I choose. The other four will probably do three years from now. Mm -hmm. And when I do those four, I'm not going back to the other three that I did. So there still isn't no real infrastructure, no real setup, no real. If none of us, myself included, has gotten Tory Lanes, Drake, Nav, Weekend, our belly, then that's how you know we're still lacking the infrastructure. Because those guys are running through a lot of the American breakfast club, the drink champs and all of that, um, academics, and we still don't have them yet. But that that goes back to the problem with the city. Mm -hmm. They should pull up here. That's why I like what Moolah's doing. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of guys in Moolah's position right now, mm -hmm. they'll just be like, yo, I'll just wait till the Americans come hit me up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's bad because then you're not really helping the city. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So then, and then when... You have the the audience that really they're not smart enough to be like, oh well, you guys are not getting good enough views. Well, mm -hmm. if the artists themselves don't support, how the fuck are you gonna get? But it's it's a it's a catch twenty two because I know in my mind, one day is these two chairs that you guys are sitting on, I'm gonna be sitting in one, and Drake is gonna be sitting on. Oh, yeah. I know that you know, but I know it's like this. Drake doesn't want to come and give you a handout. He just wants to come and make sure. Okay, you're regularly doing mm, five million views a month. Okay. He just wants to come and add something on top of it. I don't think he wants to come and Boost build it. Your for shit. You. you understand? Yeah. That's what I think. That's why I say, okay, work your face off when we have 300,000 subs. Then go check him. Say, yo, what's up? But then how do we get there without these guys doing that? So because like, look at- I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you. Jay-Z, I, I see Jay-Z after a while. He went on Breakfast Club. Like, you know what I'm saying? The Breakfast Club and all these other places, they'll have- the artists, no matter from high to low, mm -hmm. they'll come and support their city and whatever. I just feel like with this city, we don't have that same support just yet. Maybe well, as it we're, goes we're get, on. We're getting there because we're still fresh in the podcast game because the oldest one basically we have right now is We Love Hip Hop and they yeah. just turned five the other day. That's the Actually, oldest one. might be a little bit older, like maybe by a couple of months. Mm, well, okay. When, well, when I got into the game and I looked around, the yeah, three people I seen was We Love Hip Hop. Extra Gravy and Pre-Pre-Lime podcast. Pre-Pre-Lime is more Soka and stuff Soka, like that. yeah. Those are the only three that I've seen. So we're still young, but this is how I see things. If we need to grow, us being in Toronto is a bonus. But what we need to do is mix, mix the Americans and the Canadians. Now, if we're doing virtual interviews, bro, I could interview somebody from Poland. You're hot in Poland? It doesn't matter. Let me interview you. I'm going to introduce you to my Canadian crowd. My Canadian crowd's going to watch it. My audience is going to get bigger. So when I put on this other Toronto guy that's not as big, he has a bigger chance of mm -hmm. more people seeing him. So you have to mix, mix. the, what is it? How did they, what did they say? You have to mix the medicine and the sugar together. Mm, you understand? Mm, we want you. Toronto to go. We're in Toronto right now. I've, I've been seeing Toronto from 1990-odd. I want Toronto to go, but I know the only way for me, how I see it, have to make them. You know what I mean? Yeah, Makes unfortunately, sense. yeah, the infrastructure and like what we were saying always with the the subset. There's a small subset of mm -hmm. people that tune into the hip hop thing. So if even if you get all of Canada, you're only getting maybe like what five hundred k. So we gotta widen the subset. You know, start doing. Not just musicians, you know, mm -hmm. actors, um, politicians, yep. you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> former criminals. Mm -hmm. You don't you know, mean I'm in the street, right? <laughs> you're, you're down street for whatever. Me personally, I interviewed you know? anybody, bro. I, yeah. I, how I look at it, I'm not in the streets anymore. So I'm media guy. I will interview anybody from... <sighs> What's my boy there that everybody doesn't? Mayhem Moriarty, Michael Moore. Erks, hold on, hold on, Erks. Stop that. 
that was a big thing that I seen you guys going back and forth on. Yeah. Mayhem Moriarty. At that time, I felt that you guys, at that time there, if you guys really had access to him, <laughs> you guys had dropped the ball at that time. There. First of all, Facts. I'm not asking the audience if this is what you want to see. Mm. I'm recording it, putting it out, and we're going to see what's going to happen. Mm. And most of the mm. audience that was hating on it, they would have watched. Everybody, everybody would have. Everybody to me, it, it's, it's about the story. I don't, mm. like... It's the whole thing of what's going on right now when, when people die and they had the whole media thing. Should you be reposting people's content if they die? And this do is not a third thing to me. What do you think? CP24, CP24 CTV, CNN. Radio stations. CBC. Spotify. What do you think they're doing? It's just because you could point and say, hey, gutsy. Yeah. Instead of, we don't know the president of Bell who yeah. said, okay, let's let's repost these stuff here. We don't know them, mm -hmm. but we know gutsy. We know where to find Vegas. We know where to find these guys. A little... A, a debate about it. Mm -hmm. it w I wouldn't say an argument because we argue about other stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, the debate would because, you know, RIP, um, JG. JG, he yeah. had a, a person that died, right? And somebody did a, a bio on him. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, fam, like, I, I, that's one thing I don't like. I don't like when people do bios and then they be getting shit wrong. Don't do the bio one. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Especially you know when there's a source available. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you have a source or you have something that you could go to, mm -hmm. go do a proper write-up, biography, whatever documentary, whatever the hell you have to do. If you're just doing it for clickbait, and I kind of look at you like, like, what are you really doing this for? You're just doing this to get a dollars. Like yeah. And tweaking. to me, I don't really rate that. But yeah, like I felt like Vegas should be doing that because mm -hmm. Vegas is tapped into a lot of these artists. So it'd be coming from a real space yeah. other than just, just let, 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 let's oh, get a oh, quick this nigga died? couple of Yo, let me go throw this on YouTube so I can get yeah. a couple of thousand. Whereas if Vegas is doing it, shit, nigga, you can even take off the monetized fucking shit and you can actually do it from a place where it's just like, yo, I'm giving you guys the real info on these artists. Not just, I'm, I'm just want to get clickbait out of yeah. it. Like You're I'm not just you, running yo, in. where this guy came from, how we started rapping, mm. his influences, all that shit. Mm -hmm. Where those things are more important sometimes. You have the academics, you have, you know, the Vlads, no jumpers, people that are out here mostly for clickbait, bro. And this is my argument. My argument is that, like, these guys are just not, like, clients to me, right? Like, mm -hmm. I build relationships with them over the years. I talk to them over Facebook. We talk business. We do other things. For me to, to be out there, I, like, I know certain things, you know what I'm saying? Their private life. Like, for me to be putting that on the fucking ground, like, I don't like that shit. I wouldn't, I don't like seeing that, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm a watcher of those things, but, like, I don't want to be involved. Like, my media mind, like his, yeah. it hasn't... You know what I'm saying? Really, I, I am still in. <laughs> I'm still in private. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not so public. Um, taking care of like these are still my like people that I consider like not like friends. They're still <laughs> considered friends. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm very cordial and and I. It doesn't matter what neighborhood I work with. I would still consider them somebody that I I, I rate closely because if it wasn't for them, I couldn't even be who I am. So like for me to be putting that shit out is like it's offensive. I feel like you know I'm offensive what? to their friends or family or mothers, cousins, like people that I probably have spoken I'm um, spoken to or or ran into shooting music video shoots mm -hmm. and shit like that. Like I I wouldn't want that and, that, and we would get in back and forth about me being the catalyst of doing these certain things and doing these documentaries and it's just like nah bro like i don't feel comfortable like what i would say remember you're you're not gonna put out anything like negative yeah super crazy that nobody would know if he was five and he scraped his knee and that's <laughs> nobody else really know you can put something stuff but you're not gonna put out you know, if like, he's got charged with some crazy charges and nobody knew this or if he has you, a body you that, that nobody out. knew yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, you slapped out so it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically what you're that. doing is taking 
even though you know them personally, you take every piece of information that's on the internet and put it into this 10 minute documentary or whatever that you know personally. So you could, you could give the people what they want from a personal view. You understand mm-hmm. from that point of view. So it's not really like, Hey, he died. Let me just dig up some dirt and go say what it is. Cause uh-huh. I understand your position. Cause when, um, Louis Rankin Ox died. I was the last person to have his um, interview. interview. He yeah. sat in this same room here. Mm. You know what I mean? And we did the interview. And when I got the call that he died, I felt weird. You know what I mean? I, I didn't know what to do with that episode. Do I put it out right away? Do I hold it back? It took me a couple of weeks to put out that episode because it felt like, I don't want to feel like what I call it, running. We're not running that. But it's different. Sorry to cut you. It's also different for you because that wasn't the first time you interviewed him. No, that was the first time. That, oh, that was That the was the time? first time we interacted, In, oh, interviewed yeah? anything. The, uh, his last wow. interview. Yeah, man. I thought that was a situation where like, you've actually met him before. Like, no, so, You know what? We might have met in passing probably in a party or something like that. Yeah. But nothing where we sat down and held the vibes. And, yeah, yeah. So it, let's just say you did. Yeah. Would that have made it different? Um, I don't know. I was still very fresh in it that time. When Louis died, Louis died 2019 or 18, something. It was pre-pandemic. He died like, I think it was 2019, December or something. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple months later, we, we went into yeah. pandemic. Yeah. So then that right there, I was still fresh. But I, if I entered that situation right now, I'm not sure how I would still feel. I feel like I'm a cross between the two of you guys. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. But, um, man, I'm not really sure. That's where I'm at right now. But we at Muscle. So, you did the interview, and then how long after did he pass? This was probably, this was his last, probably 10 days, two weeks. Oh, so, like, if you put it out before, then you wouldn't have felt bad. But, like... Yeah, because you... Anything I put out pre-somebody dying, yeah, they, they didn't die. I don't care, you know what I mean? I've had a couple of those that I put out couple of weeks. I got the last proper Merciless interview. That was beginning of the year. He died in July. Got that? That's been on? Okay, cool. Whatever. Southern Singer, his last interview, got that too. That's been on? It is what it is. You know what I mean? Wait, Merciless died? Yeah, Merciless died in July. Merciless from... Freaking, where is he from? Um... Where is he from in Yard? From Clarendon. Clarendon. Yeah, yeah man. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You. <laughs> oh my you God. Out, You're lying. Uh-huh. You're lying. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah, way. Man. Yeah, man. Oh so God. it's like, I understand where you guys are coming from. You, But if you're in the, one thing I've learned, especially watching like the Vlads, the um the no jumpers, the horrible decisions. Yo, you gotta move at the speed of lightning in this game, boss. Yep. Yeah. There's no time to if and but then think and maybe not. Nah, this thing happened now, you That's better be dropping right now. The topic is hot now. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear about it three days from now. Yeah. Right now. No, that's that you know what's crazy? I was thinking about that as I'm editing our our um our future episodes, I'm like, yo, it makes sense to shoot this stuff and get it out the way tomorrow. Like, cause right it can't, now. I can't, yeah, we, it's yeah because we, we're talking yeah. about topics that are like two, three, that's gone almost a month yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. You, you got, you got, you got to move at the speed of the internet and the speed of the internet output has come. You have to be moving like this right now. Mm-hmm. You understand whether it's new segments, either old clips or ep- interviews, whatever it is, you have to move at the speed of lightning. Cause that's where it is. If you look, Pre pre COVID episodes, a lot of podcasts they drop once a week, probably twice a full interview, whatever. You'll yeah. get the clips roll. Now, now every day, 
buddy, get you see three. how no jumper is dropping right now, but mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they have no jumper. They have the no jumper clips page. Yeah, you have different Flacco shows. show, yeah. the Monday show, yeah, the no jumper show, disconnected. Mm-hmm. You have AD show. House phone. That, that's that's AD. That's this Yeah, 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 yeah. And you have Sharp Show. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. yeah. Like, fam, they have, have so. And you have to move at the speed of lightning right now. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's something I think even us in this room and the whole city is still, we're getting yeah. used to that. You know what I mean? To move at the speed of lightning. Not because it's just three days old, so I'll jump on it now. No. Right now. Right now it happened 4 o'clock in the morning. Make sure by 9 o'clock in the morning you're talking about this. By the evening time, it's out or whatever the case is. Just like news. That's how it goes. I, I, like I don't know if you guys have your own rock boy for like the reggae or dance off of Toronto. But like that's why I appreciate rock boy so much. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have a rock boy ninja, who's keeping you up to up date to on what's going on in Toronto yes. ASAP? Yeah. It might, you know, some people might not agree with all the stuff that he's putting up because, you know, it's the shootings and stuff. But you kind of need that. Like Rolling Loud came... Rolling Out came down there and says, yo, thank you to Rock Boy. At least we know what's going on in Toronto because of your videos. You don't have Rock Boy. They're probably lining up a whole bunch of artists that have beef with each other yeah. on the same day. <laughs> the same day. Exactly. So it's like, you you need that, bro. You need just the media. Comp- like, not everybody's going to, like, I don't expect, and it's not to diss the Rock Boy, but I don't expect Rock Boy to have a code or anything. Mm-hmm. His job is to put out the news of yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Some people like us who actually interview people, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. I expect us to have somewhat of respect mm-hmm. for people that pass maybe mm-hmm. but like if we're interviewing somebody i don't give a fuck i'm not asking them anything I'm, i don't care yeah. Yeah. i'm not asking <laughs> anything now you know we brought it up a couple times in this conversation rolling loud yes mm-hmm. sir. Uh-huh. do you think that was something good for the city bad for the city Very the good. city didn't appreciate it the city did appreciate it what are you guys thought on rolling loud toronto i'll go first it's very good for the city because we're coming from a time where like there was no goal as an artist, you know? Mm-hmm. You pretty much hustle or you work a nine to five, you go to the studio, you spend your dollars in the studio, you spend your dollars mixing your record and mastering. Trying to get and, a Drake feature. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was the goal, is trying to get the... The before, stimulus package. Like, I'm talking yeah, about even exactly. before Drake, bro. Like yeah. when Drake, okay, he gave, maybe gave up the handle to The weekend and stuff, but like back in like 2010, 2011, niggas was just rapping, getting hot off of BBM records, and the videos weren't even all that. The videos were were mid, you know what I'm saying? But they were getting their shit out there, but all they were doing was just getting love, but they're not getting the real love. They're not getting signed. These are the street acts we're talking about. Now we're seeing street acts on stage, dishing their ops, and although it's a negative light, it's still positive because the the, the crowd was rocking, rocking. They loving the city, you know what I'm saying? The much negativity there was, it, and Rolling Loud is such a big platform. Everybody knows Rolling Loud, New York, Miami, Brazil. They know the Rolling Loud brand. So, like, the brand. So, like, now that it's in the city, all these artists that have been working for seven, ten years, they now have a goal to reach. And not just for the Drake co-sign. Now they have the Rolling Loud. Rolling Loud. You know what I'm saying? In front of thousands of people. Thousands. The, the, and it was some of, for some of them, it's their first performance, period. Ever. Period. You know what I'm saying? So when you have a, a substantial amount of acts just being on stage to, to that much people, it's just like, oh my God, this is crazy. They get that celebrity feeling. And even, and maybe that way might be the satisfaction that artists need at the end of their, like, you know what I'm saying? At the pinnacle of the career or ever. Like, they could just be like, yo, I rocked out that stage and I'm, I'm good. good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
And I feel it's very, very good for the city. Very good. And I hope to see a lot more festivals come down. The Coachella's. Um, is there any more? There's a lot more There's out there. There's more, but um, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. I hope they all come in. And you know what I'm saying? Spend remember, some time with the city. You know what I'm saying? Rolling Loud was based. It wasn't based on top acts. Rolling Loud was a thing that it was. Yeah. SoundCloud time mm-hmm. is when Rolling Loud appeared at mm-hmm. that time. There. So I want to say 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. around that time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm the same. I, I believe that Rolling Loud was a good thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I anything that could bring attention for Toronto, I'm I'm for it, especially when it helps the Toronto acts. The fact that they even got some of the ladies up there. Like sometimes you see these things where, you know, the gallon won't get any attention all that. So, you know, big up even though <laughs> big up Paris, Taylor, um, Goldie, Chromes, Chromas. Chromas. Are, are we gonna are we gonna yeah. say Chromas? Yeah. yeah. We're gonna say Chromas, right? Chromas sure, has built bro. her whole career off of negativity. Yeah. Like you know what I'm and saying? Like, but remember, negativity negativity online is a whole lot different than negativity in real life negativity. where a crowd nah negativity is negativity period negative. yeah, whether yeah. it be her peeing on somebody whether mm-hmm. it be her in a music video having the tampon yeah. in her thing like <laughs> it's always negative yeah and she's one like i've i've never seen anybody been able to like what what people would consider taking an l and yeah. they're flipping it i've never seen it like her like nobody has been able to win People have seen her through so many situations. Be like, oh, she's done. Mm-hmm. Academics a couple of months ago getting at her. Oh, she's done. Her, and she I, keeps I know drum going. Huh? So it's just like, yeah, big her up too. Like it's a everybody. She's like the moment for her. She's like I the she's like the villain you love to hate, fam. Like she's Jake, Joker. she's like Joker, dog. Like she's we the love the Joker. Harley Quinn. Hey, I, uh, to look at that's Harley. Yeah, Harley Quinn. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So I Harley just brought up a good point. If she wasn't good to look at. Do you think she could get away with what she gets away with? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because of the character itself, her mm-hmm. personality. Like, if you actually get to me, I don't know if you met her, but me in Vegas, I met her. Uh, Vegas, we both worked with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's just her personality. She's so dope as a person mm-hmm. that I feel like if she, if her same characteristics were there, she mm-hmm. didn't hand, her being annoying, her mm-hmm. being out there, she outworks everybody too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't see. Like everybody will always knock her, but she really works whatever, whether it being porn, promoting her music, like she works harder than everybody. So I feel like the looks is definitely plus, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's still she still be there. I think That's, she'll hold her own on like a ba- like a bad girls club format. Like she needs to be on one of those. But like, bro, if she wasn't a baddie though, that's the question. Which if she wasn't know. a bad, she'll yo, bro. This half of the, some of those shorties are not pleasant. <laughs> Let's keep it funky. I was just watching the chance shit, bro. Like mm-hmm. some of the, half of those girls were not it, dog. Mm-hmm. Not it. If she, if Chroma's had a chance on one of those Zeus Network shows, bro, I'm telling you, it, it, and it has nothing to do with selling her soul nothing is just it's just being on the platform and just getting a bag with the shorties like a bad girls club like a, a that, natalie natalie nunn does but but that's the question too because is ugly chromas going to have the same yeah probably if, the it, same if it's the same character way. if it's the same character you're still, saying it book still talking to her you're you i don't know <laughs> that, <laughs> that, but that's what i'm saying like i I would want to assume, yeah. but I don't. I think the career would definitely be a whole lot different because she's not getting those same. Like I don't think Adam Twenty Two is asking like a ugly chromas to come out mm-hmm. there and bust on her titties. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I think the same thing with academics. Yeah. I don't think academics is coming in saying like a ugly girl to come try date these guys. I don't think top five and all these guys are doing those videos. If you have ugly mm-hmm. chromas. Beautiful chromas, you're doing your fam. Niggas are risking it for yeah. chroma. I would risk it for chromas, so I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> not she's fam. Say you guys can say whatever you want. That's top ten in the world, fam. 
I'm sorry. Oh my God. You said top 10 in the world, Okay, bro? okay. Top 10 in media right now. I'm sorry. Chromas is a bad. Like, she's bad, bro. Don't, don't get it twisted. Chromas is banging. In yes, my, but I don't know opinion, if we're going. My opinion, guys, Okay, I, you 10. know what? Top 10. All right, I can live with that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'm I, sorry, bro. I'm going to have to clip this muscle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this I'm one, it for her. top yeah. 10 in the world, fam? Mm. Top 10 in the world. You name me wow. 10 girls right now better than Chroma. Bro, I'm pretty sure opinion. I'm pretty sure we could find I'm gonna name girls. a lot of Scarborough right now. I'm gonna name a lot of porn stars. But are they better? Yeah, better. Yeah. But and nasty. Too, though. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about looks. I, 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 I would love the run. That's experience. That's experience, cuz. You need yeah. experience in your life, doggy. No, 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 for sure. Bringing up chromas. Chromas the one of the first places I seen chromas was on the We Love Hip Hop podcast. Yeah. That was cool and everything, but now let's let's take care of this elephant in this room, all right? Mm -hmm. Gutsy, why did you leave We Love Hip Hop? And I'm going to preference it. We don't want the PG version. But right. well, Big Up Friday, same way, yeah. but we don't want the PG version. Yeah, so Friday was acting like a fuck, nigga. Now, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, listen, this is the first time, I'm, and because it's muscle, I'm going to give you guys the real, like 100% the real. Sorry, Friday, if you don't like this, but oh well. Um... I wanted to leave We Love Hip Hop for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Even when I came back, when the whole, when I left situation, we came back to a whole meeting. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't even be putting the dirty laundry out there. There was an argument, that whole meeting that I wasn't even involved in. <laughs> like, I wasn't even involved in the argument. And this is the episode I came back on. Mm -hmm. So it was just, I'll say it like this. I feel like Friday, he does way too much. And I think that started getting to him. And also as a rapper, I want to assume as a former rapper, that ego thing was also getting to him too. Mm -hmm. I felt me personally, he should have been more falling back and kind of figuring out how we can get some fucking money <laughs> and figuring out the other stuff and let the other characters on We Love Hip Hop flourish, bro. You have PK, you have Vegas, me, Gucci, Binga. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, um, um, Homegirl, Empress, mm -hmm. sorry. But Empress became an on-camera person after when I left. But I just felt like him worrying about those things or the, the money and stuff and just focusing on getting the platform bigger, it would have been better off. Just a younger audience, younger people being seen. Fuck, I'm not. I'm old, but I'm a little bit younger. And just, just working on behind-the-scenes stuff more. Mm -hmm. Everything went wrong. I want to say 100%, I knew I was done after the Roni inter interview that he did by himself. So Roni was actually booked the week before or the week, can't remember, but it was booked before. Mm -hmm. He, and I don't know what happened, Roni must have flopped, whatever, he didn't come true. So then we woke up to the day of a picture with Roni in the interview, which was just like, whoa, I thought the man was supposed to interview him. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I don't give a fuck. I have my own show, but yeah. my whole thing is I work on communication. You can ask Vegas. I call this nigga like, at least a thousand times a week. Like yeah. any idea I have, anything I have, I call him and I let him know because it's a team. Like I feel like it's a team thing. Where Friday is not really a team thing. It's whatever he wants, he goes. He's built up that. So that's up to him. The problem is you have other people that are there on your show that are not going to agree with some of the things you like and you're doing. Mm -hmm. So that started becoming a problem. Again, I wanted Gucci to be on air camera more on We Love Hip Hop, not on Six Views. You can ask Friday why that never happened. You know, that, that's that's got to be a question you can ask him. And like, yeah, it was never a money thing. If it was a money thing, I would have left from like longer time. It was just more 
communication, it was definitely ass. And hey, it could have been communication ass on my part too. But I just felt like Friday wanted to do too much and it became a problem. Like you, you, if you could go through real love hip hop comments and people were just complaining a lot. Um, the, the, the content wasn't as, but like, I felt like the content should have been better. The look of it, we love hip hop's there for like five, six years. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't have episodes where the shit looks black. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that shouldn't even be like happening. Mm -hmm. So I had these issues where I felt like, and, oh yeah. And my final straw was, I believe it was OVO Fest when me and him both went and I wanted to podcast and the nigga told me he had shit to do. Mm -hmm. I was just like, nigga, we got a studio. I don't give a fuck if you, you don't gotta be there. Why does it always have to be on your time? Like I, I want to film shit on my time, just like you want to do shit on your time. He kind of came to me with a, well, just sorry, I'm all over the place, but I must have said something in the comment section. He didn't like what I said on one of his the what, game, the game, game the shit. game post. Yeah, so I said game is shit and whatever, whatever. He didn't like the fact that I did that on his page, mm -hmm. which I thought would have been interesting because like, yo, that's more traction. People are gonna whatever. He didn't like that. He came to me and said, yo, I don't like that. This is not a third. I want you to pick a day where, you know, you have a set date because um, Six Views, I was filming on either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I have, We have a studio that my show pays for. Yeah. I sh it shouldn't be an issue to come in any of those days. We can communicate. If you have anything planned, you're doing anything. It was never an issue. But all of a sudden, it became an issue. And I was just like, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> because I know when you came back, the when you left and came back the first time, your real goal, you said on air, was to get to episode 100. Mm -hmm. But I guess... Everything that was happening in the background, you that goal was not really in your mind anymore to get to the 100 episode? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm not going to lie. I was pushing hard to get to that one. I was honestly going to get to 100, and I wanted to come off camera completely. I didn't. Yeah. Unfortunately, and I, I, I don't even care because I want Friday to hear this because hopefully whoever else he has on camera, he deals with them a little bit differently. I Like, I didn't like podcasting, bro. Like it, I had like this hatred where I was, I was going through the motions of being there. When you okay, so to get this right, podcasting and I, interviewing I, are two I didn't different like things. interviewing. I didn't like podcasting. You didn't like I didn't any like of them. Editing. I mm -hmm. had, bro. You have to understand. We love hip. I was filming. We love hip hop. I was filming six views uncut. Sometimes two, three times a week. Mm -hmm. I was editing both shows sometimes. After a while, it was just like I didn't want to do anything. Like it mm -hmm. became. You you know, sometimes when you're the host of the show, you want to give up some of your friggin' duties so you can actually do the research. You know what I'm saying? Like, actually engage in the, in, in the interview. But when you know when you're in your head, you're like, fuck, I got to go sit down with somebody for two hours, edit that shit, promote that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It becomes, it, it, I don't know, for, for everybody it's different. I wanted to ask you that too because mm -hmm. that was something I wanted to ask. How do you even have that energy to keep going sometimes because yeah, I I was checked out. I, yeah. I was just like, yo, fuck it. I'll let you guys, you guys don't like me in the audience. Like <laughs> here, like, yo, I'm out of there. But the more I started seeing the love in front, it was just like a lot of people were telling me like, yo, just go do your own thing. Like mm -hmm. you have all the, all the things necessary to do it. Just go do your own thing. So yeah, man, I wanted, like, honestly, I was gonna, <laughs> the time when Friday came to me, I was actually gonna go to him and be like, yo fam, like, let me take off until August and we come back on August or the end of August and we like, we figure out this and then the third. And he just came to me like, yo, we're going to put out more episodes, more this, more that. I'm like, yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> like, that's not what I wanted. It's not yes. even, that too. Like the communication, if he would have came to me and said, yo, what do you think that this, what do you think we need to do? Mm -hmm. He came to me already said in his mind what he wanted to do. 
So to me, it was just like, I felt like if he came to me and said, yo, what do you want to do, Guts? I would have still been there. So do you think it was more of a situation where it was more team player or it was more look like boss and employer or yes, boss and that's, helper that's or boss? and exactly what it was. I mm. feel like he took the whole boss thing and he built that shit. Bro. Of course. Who am I to tell him how to deal with shit, right? Mm. He's come from a place where it's like there's structure. Mm. They'll always talk about working at Shoppers Drug Mart, working at different places. And he feels like what he's learned from there, he's going to take it into what he, you know, to the, the network. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was too much of things that just weren't working. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real with you. A 20K fucking subscribe show should not be getting anywhere less than a thousand. Yeah, that's being nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's being nice. But like, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm thinking like, yo, we're getting a lot of hundreds. We're getting fucking 60s and shit like that. Let's take a step back. So you were watching the numbers also. Yeah, so it's not like you yeah. were just putting no content in. I'll keep my head Yo, down. Yo, listen, yeah. I can I can show you the fucking what was the shit there? VidIQ. <coughs> like the like the um the numbers. The I, I know it was Social the, Blade. Social Blade. It was Social actually, Blade. I can show you the numbers where hey, I when me and Gucci were in front of the camera going viral, not after interviewing anybody, mm-hmm. just me and Gucci talking about batterying. Mm-hmm. We were getting, we were getting keep six solid. Everybody yeah. that repost us, not even that. That was like the best time of Wheel the of Hip Hop, yeah. best period of Wheel of Hip Hop ever. Mm-hmm. Bef- this is before you Bizlock. Best period is when me and Gucci were in front of the camera. This is what? What do you call it? Um, facts, numbers, whatever you want to call it. It's mm-hmm. there to be seen. So my whole thing was let's try and either recreate that or again let's just figure out what's not working and try and make something else work. I feel like we love hip hop sometimes. Well, yeah, we love hip hop ran by Friday. He's going to make the same mistakes and he's not going to really see it because he's in artist mode and he's also in work mode too. And did you ever really bring the concerns as in say, okay, listen, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I think I could do. Or this was something that you guys might mumble amongst yourself because you didn't really want to upset him or whatever the case was. I didn't was. give a shit about upsetting that nigga, bro. <laughs> like Again, you, I, I would say shit. Like people say, like I would, fam, the nigga said that he was better than 80% of the rappers. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. I said that on camera that he's fucking wiling. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even about, bro, at the end of the day, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what, what me and him had conversations about, but like, I don't feel like he'll ever find anybody like me because it wasn't, again, I keep telling everybody, it wasn't even about me, bro. I was really, I gave up everything to make We Love Hip Hop work, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I gave up my life. Like, I was there every day. I was giving this guy the ideas every day to like a lot of the shit that you guys see now, right now, are the same ideas that I was giving him to do. So do you think it would have been a... Uh better network if you guys had amalgamated all the shows and just say okay let's concentrate on the we love hip-hop podcast get rid of six views on cut and all this let's concentrate on this and make this better and once we bring it to a certain level then we could try branching out again so we're all concentrating our effort in one space no i feel like friday should have just allowed the man to do what they wanted to do mm-hmm I feel like me, Gucci, Binga, Vegas at the time, we had something. Especially me and Gucci, more than anything, we had something. And I just felt like when you try to put yourself in or you... Friday just always wanted to put his sauce on stuff. And his sauce won't always work. And and that's with anything. Sometimes I want to put my sauce on something and it doesn't work. For sure. I feel like he just wanted to have his hands in every piece. Mm -hmm. And that's where stuff started going messed up. I feel like... You have final edit and you run the show. 
Let a show happen. You don't got to be there to say this. You don't got to be there to press any buttons. Let somebody else take care of the shit. And then when it comes to you, okay, did somebody say something bad about somebody? Cut that part out. Mm-hmm. Everything else just put out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I, I spoke to him many, many times. And I think that's why I checked out because mm-hmm. it's like there was many times I kept telling him, yo, fam, like this shit's not working, bro. Like mm-hmm. we're, and he was, hey, well, the subscribers are going up a little bit. And da, da, da. I'm like, fam. I'm talking to people really on the streets, bro. Like, I'm talking to people. It's not working, bro. And the more it became excuses and it's not, okay, let's as a team figure out how to get this. And it became, okay, well, I'm the guy and I'm just going to figure it out myself. And I'm just like, all right, well, then might as well just do it yourself. Because, yeah. look, it's different when you like, you like going back to the, the numbers, it's different when you have 20K subscribers and you take a break. Like, you know, usually that happens. Like, you know, you have a, a big mount and then you stop do like dropping content you work your way back you know what I'm saying you stop dropping content within a period of time and then you you, your followers might not be the same followers you had like a couple years ago but Friday's been dropping very consistently all the time till now from five years ago so your numbers shouldn't look like our numbers right now Mm -hmm. it should be nothing less than a thousand nothing less than two thousand just built based on the subscribership like ten percent of your your subscribers should be viewing your stuff you know what I'm saying? That's 2,000 people. You know what I'm saying? They should be watching your stuff. Like, it doesn't make no sense. Oh, yeah. like, I'm, basis. I'm, I'm watching, like, your podcast, and I'm seeing mm-hmm. your shit just flying through our shit. I'm watching niggas like Rock Boy come out of nowhere, and I'm big at... I'm bigging up Rock Boy every time on six views on cut to the point where he's getting more views yeah. than us. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I started looking at that, and I know a lot of times, that, like, you'll hear artists say, yo, we don't look at other artists and shit like that. I'm like, you motherfucker, you guys are crazy because there's no way. It, this is competitive to me. You have Everything to understand the temperature of what's going on in the market that you're in. You yes. might not be in the, doing the same thing, but you have to understand the temperature mm-hmm. of what's going on to make sure that you're still on the right path. So if I'm looking at it like we're doing a podcast and we're supposed to be the guys out here and we're not doing better than muscle, we're not doing better than voices, we're not doing better than rap boy, mm-hmm. then fuck, we, we're like, you know what I'm saying? How how am I even supposed to look at a Joe Button and, and uh, uh, whoever, Adam22, if we can't even beat the guys that we're, we're supposed to be like flying against? If we can't even beat them, I'm not looking at what Adam and 22 and them niggas are doing. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out how I can beat the niggas here. Mm-hmm. Then I can move on. And when I just kept seeing it was like, yo, well, yo, these guys don't worry about them. And yeah, we shouldn't worry. I ain't worried. But it's just like, fam, I, again, there's 20K subscribers. I felt like every day we should have hit at least a 1, 2K. Mm-hmm. And when it stopped doing that, it became an issue to me at least. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I, I, I want to say, and two, I want to say something too. I felt like for, when I left too, Friday didn't fight for me. He just loud. He was just like, okay, well, you know, like we, we had the conversation. I, I, I can't remember what happened, but he called me, he said whatever. And I kind of called him back because my whole thing is I like to call people before I make final decisions. Because I'm like, yo, am I, am I hesitant? Because I'm a man, like I say some shit right off the gun. So I usually I'll call Gucci or I'll call PK and I'll get their advice. At that time, nobody was, everybody was just kind of like, fuck it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And he called me, he told me whatever. And he's like, yo, I told him, yeah, fam, I don't think this is going to work. He never asked me why. He didn't say anything. He was just like, yo, if you, you know, doors open. Yeah. And to me, it was just like, motherfucker, like, oh, you really feel like, you know, like, I didn't really just put in like two years busting my ass, hold, holding this shit up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. So that, that more than anything bugged me. The fact that he didn't even ask. He didn't say anything to me. It was just like, oh, so it's kind of like, and 
part of it, I do think it was a, my charges kind of scared him. Mm-hmm. Him finding out, or he knew. I told him, but I don't think he knew the, the, the how the severe or yeah, the, the scope, scope of it. Of mm-hmm. So, but yeah, when did you actually discuss the charges then, or when did he find out about? He the knew charges? about them from time. I told him like, yo, fam, like he knew, like yo, I just came out of jail, whatever, you know, I was, whatever. But I don't think he just knew that everybody was gonna come at me the way they did <laughs> when it got exposed. Mm-hmm. But um. I, I didn't really care because I know that I know my truth to it. I know that like, yo, bro, if, if it if it was any other situation, I'd be here like, yeah, fam, you know, fuck, you got me. Yeah. This situation, I shouldn't be convicted. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you have situations where the girl's saying, hey, well, I didn't do any or he didn't control me. I got charged with human trafficking. Mm-hmm. If somebody says that they didn't control and human trafficking is controlling a person and this and that third or whereabouts, how they move, whatever. Once that was said. The whole case should have got thrown the fuck out. But so, you know, wait, cause I started to cut you. So you're saying that you think in his mind that because of those charges, he kind of like, well, if he leaves, he leaves. The door's open. Like, yeah, why would the door be open if his, if that was a decision because, in his mind? Because I still think he he would have the door be open. But if he wants to leave, it, it's a lot. Like it's it was a lot for him to deal with when it really started getting going because he wanted me to come out and make an apology video, which I did at the time because I didn't really care. Apology for what? He wanted me to, or not an apology, he just wanted me to like address the situation on the podcast. And at the time I did, but then when it got out, my brethren's heard it and they're like, my nigga, where the fuck are you apologizing for shit? You like, you didn't you ain't gotta explain nothing. You didn't do nothing. What yeah. the fuck? That is, that tell is that nigga look- to take that shit down, bro. And Don't I told him, that. I'm like, yeah, nigga. My brothers heard the audio. They said, take that shit down ASAP. So we, the audio's out there of the whole me um, saying whatever. Mm-hmm. But the actual video, it, like, we cut it. Because I'm like, my nigga, I'm still trying to fight this shit too. Like, yeah. I'm, right now, there's a bunch of lawyers like, yo, come, let's go fight your case. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah. so, okay. So let's, that's what happened you from your point of view so then this is what i want to do because i know that's where we know you from mm-hmm. is we love hip-hop that's where yeah, i was introduced yeah, yeah. to you what were some of the good things at friday that you took away from friday that you're even taking with you today to your show hardest worker i'll say that you mm-hmm. could like uh, friday will outwork anybody you mm-hmm. put certain tasks you, you he's going to work on it that's the one thing i learned too and just like just not being afraid that the whole paralyzed by fear thing. Mm-hmm. Like you were one of the people that like you now after hearing that interview, it really pushed me even more. But he was one of the people like, yo, fam, like, why you even wait? Just do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't be afraid to ever do anything. Just do it. But like, yeah, he was super hard worker. And those are two main things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and the editing. I can't take away from the editing. But but I he taught me how to edit, but I can find out how to edit from anybody. If I knew, if like, if you knew how to edit and I sat down and I watched you do it, I'm going to learn how to do it, right? But yeah, I will give him that. He did teach me how to edit the podcast and do certain things, but just more the hardworking. Everything else was more me. <laughs> that was all me, fam. Where are you guys today? Today, Saturday, whatever today's date is. Today, today, today. Where are you guys right relationship now? relationship is ass. It's where we left it. That last time I spoke to him and said I'm off is the last time we spoke. I know I... People were t- telling me like I'm dissing him and I'm taking shots at him with the Chris Guy, like with the clubhouse situation with Chris Guy. Listen, I would have said that about, I would have said that to him if I was on the podcast or if I wasn't. I just felt like he was reaching with the whole Chris Guy calling YG a black pig. <laughs> like, and you're saying that Chris Guy was racist, but then he was on. Uh, he was on Clubhouse with Chromas a couple of weeks later and Chromas is calling fucking Cholo Cash a nigga mm-hmm. and he had nothing to say about it. Yeah. To me, it's just like, come on, fam. Like, I get it. Again, Chris Guy was another reason to, too, 
why we kind of fucking fell out because we I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks before everything happened, We Love Hip Hop went down for a week. You guys got a strike. Yes, that was mm-hmm. because of Chris Guy interview that we did last year. And I guess YouTube just came around and mm-hmm. said, yo, you know, well, we're going to hit you with that. So yeah. because of that, I think it felt like Friday went on Clubhouse to just, he was just like, oh, Chris Guy's here too. This is my time to kind of fucking get out of him. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel like he, it, Friday knows Chris Guy ain't no fucking racist, bro. Chris Guy, I want to, I've met Chris Guy a few times. I don't know. I don't think he's racist. Mm-hmm. And him calling, if YG was calling, if I'm white and YG was calling me out of my name, the, like me calling him a black bitch. I mean, fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying he's not saying nigga bro yeah. mm. that's that's my as long as he didn't call him a nigga and even if he called him a nigga at that time I would have been like I'd allowed you that one time <laughs> that one time the way YG was trying to yellow tape him I would have allowed him but I, I think it's the thing where like a white person is just even uttering black like what the fuck like why even recognizing my skin tone like, are I think we that is the on, so are we allowed to just downgrade white people like yo you honky you this that and the third and say whatever to them and expect them to just not be like well, you fucking nigger. <laughs> you know well, remember, it's the atmosphere that we're in because after the George Floyd situation, everybody got extra sensitive. Yeah. So if you say anything about black or if you say anything about nigger or anything like that, it's You're everybody's extra sensitive. You know what I mean? Again, I don't, I sat down with Chris Guy once. I don't know him enough to know is, is he yes or is he no, but... Well, I don't know. You know what I mean? And that's, to tell you the truth, that's yeah, not even my concern. concern yeah. Until mm-hmm. you bring that to me, I don't give a fuck what you want to do. Mm. You understand? So, Question. Can white people experience racism? Any, a human being can experience racism. Thank you. you know we I have mean? a lot of ignorant black people out here that want to be like, yo. And I was having this conversation. I'm like, yo, I get it. We've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we can't sit down there like... I've seen me and my fucking brothers used to bully white kids. Oh, you fuck, look at you. You're dressed like you're fucking hot. Like, it wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I don't know. Like, me thinking now, if that kid grows up and he comes a menace or whatever, that's racist. Like, we were were bullying him. We were being racist to him. We shouldn't do that shit. I mean, just because they, their parents weren't slaves or anything doesn't mean that they're not feeling hurt by the shit that we're saying either, right? We have to understand, like, Half of the fucking country is immigrants, right? So it doesn't even matter. So if I call this nigga Guinea or fucking piece of shit white trash or trailer park whore or fucking sandbox kid like with those dirty, you know, those half breed with the dirty mm-hmm. sandbox mm-hmm. face. If I call them out of his character, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, yo, bro, like you're racist. Like, and that yep. is racist, fam. Because what if they're not even fucking like white from the north? What if they're from Italian or fucking European? And even that racism within like even Africans and stuff. It's it's alive, dog. Like mm-hmm. white people definitely can be. Yeah, it's fucking. Remember, Remember, we're in Racialized. North. We're in North America, so we're yeah. seeing it from how we see it. But I'm pretty sure if you go to somewhere that's predominantly black, and one white person comes around, and then everybody decides to go against them, you're being racist. Yeah. I guess Jamaica. you know what I mean. <laughs> I what? see that shit a lot. The what, yo, the what? Two times I went to Jamaica. Oh, lean. I'm like, yo, the what? What? Yo, yo, yo. Talking, talking about white people. This is this is a more serious situation, though, Debbie. All right, because mm-hmm. I know, I know you good. guys were, you guys were probably between, I'd say most of you guys in Six Buzz really highlighted Debbie and everything she was going through. Was there any one time where you guys said, okay, this is all fun and games and everything, and when the camera comes off, you guys really try to get to her? You want to know? It's funny that you bring that up. That's actually very fucking funny that you brought that up. I actually did that on camera mm-hmm. during the interview with Debbie. She was going through the, like, her, like, the I want to say her alcohol shit and her pops, and I was trying to dig, 
and I, this is early in my, early on in my like interviewer. Like I, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I felt like at that moment I kind of had something where it was more like a personal thing where it's just like, yo, I'm actually like bringing something out of her where, you know, Friday actually texted me and told me, stop. He, he would like, we got into it after and I'm kind of pissed off mm -hmm. now. Like after when she died, it bothered me even more that he told me to stop because I felt like maybe if, even if I pressured that situation more, mm -hmm. she wouldn't have overdosed. So what was the line of question where he feels like, okay, you, you might be crossing a line. I right think now. he would like, because I was more telling her about rehab and like, yo, like, are the, like, she was talking about the alcoholism or just the alcohol and like her pops and a relationship with her pops not being good. And I was like, maybe is this why you're acting the way you are? And like, maybe, and I just, I was, I wanted to dig because this is the first time I interviewing Debbie. I, mm -hmm. we all know Debbie for, oh, nigga, da, 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 rah, rah. So now she, like, I'm getting a moment where she's being human. Mm -hmm. So to me, it was just like, yo, what the fuck, bro? Like, let me dig more because you don't get that from, especially just in general, you don't get that from people, especially rappers, anybody. You don't get where, where they're out of character. Yeah. Mm. So I was digging and I got a text and, and, and I kept getting it. And I was just like, so when I read it and he was just like, kind of like move on. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, fuck. Like at the moment, I was just like, okay, because I guess he, to his aspect of it is he used to be a former alcoholic. Mm -hmm. So he was saying that might have been triggering. But to me, it's just like, bro, if I'm triggering her to a point where she might get help. Mm -hmm. That, and to me now, knowing like everything that happened, because people don't even know, like behind the scenes, I used to help Debbie. So I used to send that girl food. She used to stay like at my crib one, two times when she had no place to stay. Like I, okay. that was my, like, that was my nigga. Like I, but like, that was my homie. Like I genuinely wanted to see that girl do good, bro. Like she had so much potential. Like it wasn't even about the fuckery. Like if you guys actually get to talk to Debbie as a person, you would actually realize she, misunderstood super misunderstood mm -hmm. just like a lot of people in the world but yeah when you when you get clout and shit like that people just take advantage of you and i think that's what people did like people look at us and like yo you had debbie on your ticket bro go back and watch our interview even when she went on and co-hosted with bingo and and it was like a fun atmosphere it wasn't like we were encouraging her to do fuckery we're talking about conversations in the city and shit like that so yeah that that fucking hurt me a lot bro that was the first person like I know Friday's probably interviewed millions of people that either died or, you know, went to jail. That was the first person that I've interviewed. And then like a year later, she died, bro. Mm -hmm. That was crazy, bro. Yeah. Why, did, why, did you, why didn't you just ignore the text, fam, and just keep going? I was still early on in my, my interviewee. So I wasn't doing like a lot of research on how interviewers would go about things. Mm -hmm. So at that time, I thought it would, yeah, like that might have been triggered. You know what I'm saying? Like, so maybe just stop. But again... If it was maybe six months after or later, I would have definitely continued that conversation. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have cared what Friday had to say. But yeah, Friday definitely. <laughs> yeah, and again, this is why I had to leave. I felt like I was like a, a, a young Friday. I felt myself becoming Friday to an extent. And I didn't like that. I felt like when I first came out, I had my own personality. I had my own thing. And I felt like as I started just working with Friday a lot more, I started like, yo, I have to watch what I see. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's not who the fuck I am. I'm like, it, it's, a, it's a balance when you're in this media, especially from a Canadian standpoint. Because mm -hmm. I know you're the wild one. You're, you're, you're about whatever. But in Canada, sometimes you got you to gotta finesse them mm. to at least listen to you. And then you jump then, out on them. You yeah. know what I mean? You, you're fucking, I'm jumping out from beginning we're out yeah, here yeah, mm -hmm. with the you know what i mean so it's it's just one of those things so you on air but even off air did you ever have a real serious conversation with debbie yeah 
mm-hmm. about the uh, blood, like drugs and shit. Yeah. Like, many, many times. Me and the, like, I want to say one of the last times I spoke to her, I had a real conversation with her. And it was funny too, because um, shout out Seasick. He's a new artist. Um, he, he We were actually trying to get her in a music video, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to tell her like, yo, Debbie, like, I don't think you realize how talented you are. Like, it, it, it's like, what you're doing, like not a lot of people can do. It's not just about going on camera and saying whatever. Like this is a talent that you can actually get people to come and engage in your conversation, to engage in whatever you're doing. Like you can mm-hmm. really take this. But I told her like the only way you're going to take this to the next level is if you sober up, fam. Like you got to be able to like, you got to be able to think properly when you're doing these things, when you're in these rooms and, you know, not having people wanted to try and take, because that was her thing. Like she would just do stuff to get stuff but i think that was probably if debbie was probably sober she wouldn't be the same personality that she was when she wasn't sober i think she would be Mm -hmm. because i've seen her not sober either and Mm -hmm. she'd still be a character but i've seen her really really high and she's a character and i also seen her really really high where she's just out of it Mm -hmm. so it's just like Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's I, I hear what you're saying too. It's the yin and the yang of it. Like, yeah, it like chromas. Does chromas work if she's if she's not out here being all wild and and freaky and this and that and a third? Now even better. Sorry to call you. Even better. Um, Eminem, pre drugs versus post drugs. Right? Who's the better Eminem? Mm-hmm. It's different too because it's it's rap. Fam. I think what Debbie was doing is more entertainment, right? It's, it's, it's the same thing, bro. It, it is, and it's because remember the, not, the content uh, Eminem is spitting is like crazy wild. Hear me on. Out Hear there. me on. Mm-hmm. The drug, I feel like with with drugs, certain rappers or, or musicians in general, they just make amazing. F- like, Weekend. I feel like Weekend, we first we are only talking about batteries yeah. And, yeah. and all these kind of things. Yeah. That was amazing Weekend. Then he started mm-hmm. evolving a little bit. It's still cool music, but it just didn't hit the same, right? I feel like with entertain, fuck, you might have me right. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 because I ended up thinking about it too. Like, fuck, because yeah. I'm going back to certain entertainers that were probably fucked. I don't know them too, like Jamie Foxx and stuff. Like, I don't know if he he was on anything or like uh, Red Fox and Eddie Murphy, but I'm pretty sure. They I were. think whoever they jugged up at oh. them back in the day. Oh, oh they yeah. just jugged up, fam. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Nah, you got me on that okay, one. one person maybe is Iron Man. Um, who plays Iron Man? Robert Downey Jr. I think. I don't know if he. Nah, I, he just had Iron Man. And that was it, yeah. fam. <laughs> He, he, like uh, it was literally just that. I like Doctor Doolittle. That shit was ass. Bro. No, it wasn't, fam. That shit was trash. You like I, that Doctor Little better than Eddie Murphy's Doctor Doolittle? Yes. I like Robert Downey Jr. Though. <laughs> this is I why don't. I have him on my. This is why I work <laughs> with him because he has some outlandish fucking taste. Right, but that bro. that's good. I don't think two gutsies or two Vegases would work on any one show. You need the yin and the yeah. yang for it to work. No. You know what I mean? For some people, say I. Hey, Gutsy. Why, yo, I rate freaking Vegas, you know. Oh, yeah. But as long as you're coming to watch or you're coming to listen, mm-hmm. all right, yo, Vegas, yo, Vegas, yo, he's too calm more time, bro. You need some more wild people like Gutsy. But as long as they keep coming, I, mean, yep. I don't care. Yep. That's That was that was my goal always, man. Like, I going back to always what I said, this was never about me. Like, I just seen that the enter- Toronto's media and even entertainment, everything, it was just missing something. And I felt like I was the guy who was missing, like, to have fun for people mm-hmm. just... Talk up more, say certain things. Be more out the for a quote unquote. Let's go with the you have the Charlemagne effect, you have the academics effect, you have that type of effect because everybody else was more like the NVR, the Angela Yee. 
You know what I mean? But to get the wild boy, mm-hmm. we needed one wild boy. And mm-hmm. that's where Gutsy came into play as the wild card. Like nobody was going up to Chromas and telling her that they didn't really like her music. You can go on my interview. Like, I'm not really feeling your music. Like, you know what I'm saying? She's my homie. I, I, I rock with Chroma. I don't like her music though. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that, I, I feel like that, again, you need that. You need somebody telling these guys, fuck your dreams. Mm-hmm. Like all, not all these Toronto rappers should be rapping all the time. Some of them should quit. Not even some. A lot of you guys should quit. A lot of y'all should quit and let let some other people do it because yeah, you guys is ass. But yeah, I just felt like you, you, you we need that, and I hope like I hope that other people. That I, I I I hate to see it, but like I see like new generations of guys doing the like the lives and the interviews, and I see them incorporating a lot of stuff that I've done or you know, and I like that, and I mm-hmm. want them to just. I want him to come off fucking Instagram and like you know and do it for real. Yeah, like yeah. you know, like it's okay, yeah. guys. Take a yeah. risk. You yeah, know, you guys, buy how much blunts and, yeah. and weed. Yeah, save up for like two months. Go buy yourself a camera or mm-hmm. you do it off your fucking iPhone, bro. Yeah, shit. Like I just want that more, and I feel like that's what Toronto missing is. Like we're just so lazy. We're like, okay, we see these guys doing it, so we'll just do it off live. Yeah, uh, yeah or that you have to invest in yourself. You understand? Because we we could have done this via Zoom, of course. StreamYard, mm-hmm. Instagram Live, whatsoever. But boss, the first thing when I said, okay, I want a podcast, the very first thing I bought were microphones. Mm-hmm. You understand? These mics that we're on right now, mm-hmm. these shores I seen, I used to look at breakfast club and say, hey, that's the mic they're using. I like the sound in it. Mm-hmm. Give me four of those one time. You yeah. understand? I was different. I was like, yo, I like the visual aspect of, mm-hmm. of things, right? So I was just like, yo, let me just go get a camera and start filming. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like I, it was just... Let me just do something and figure it out on the way. And I think that's what a lot of people were, were scared about that. Like mm-hmm. too many times you get scared of failing. It's okay a lot of people don't like 100%. to invest in yourself though. I don't even they don't want they don't want to see that they put out this content that they work so hard for and only got twelve views. But that goes back to the failure part of it. Mm-hmm. I think it could be the invest and the failure because I feel like people invest into themselves. But then when they fail, but it takes not, them away from it's shit. It's not like, failed though, because remember, it's when you're aspect. when you're first when you're first coming out, you're gonna get a little 20, 30, 40 views. Mm-hmm. But those 20, 40 views are gonna turn into four hundred. That's gonna turn into four thousand, and then it's gonna turn into four hundred thousand. That I'll, I'll even bring you back even like before that. It's like you get a camera, and then you might get a mic, but it, it, it's not the right one. It doesn't matter. Or you get, but no, but that's but that failure or that just in your that head up, yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's i i had to get over that a lot that was mm-hmm. my huge problem like i'd go get a camera i'd edit something or something would go wrong fuck this i'm done yeah. i don't want to do it anymore mm-hmm. like once you get over that hump of oh it's okay like you know what i'm saying so we're gonna fuck, fuck up. up like it's, it, okay. it's not everything is gonna go to the t just keep going and once you get over that i think more time like the whole city would be amazing if we would have more of that. But a lot of times, too, it's just, like, lack of just business knowledge, right, too. It's the education. So, like, you have to understand, like, companies take time to blow. Like, it takes five, five years, mm-hmm. ten years to actually become a million, like, a multi-million dollar company. It's the same thing with rap. It takes about ten years to blow, dog. Like, It'd be an overnight people, success. Yeah, like, like the Killies, like the Boogs, the Smileys. Like, these guys been rapping since 2014, 15, and they're just blowing as of, like, late. You know what I'm saying? They might have had their one hit, but they had to sustain it. And even getting your one hit, you have to fucking maintain your hit. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure Doovie's been rapping from way back in the day, but it's now y'all niggas paying attention, yeah. right? And that's what happens. The same thing with this podcast shit, bro. Like you have to just put in the work and put in the effort, and it is it's it, you're gonna have that one episode where it's gonna go through the roof. But you have to build a catalog because imagine you putting out your first episode, yeah, you go viral. 
and there's nothing else there. They have they can't go back to your page. There's nothing else on your page. There's nothing else there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What what happens then? You got to build that catalog so when you get discovered, people always, always go, go back. back. Anybody you discover, oh. hey, um, Ice Spice, I'm pretty sure you guys went back to see what else she had besides me. I did. You understand? I did. What else do you have there? Mm-hmm. I didn't care. Yeah. I just like looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just like looking at her. I don't like that. You don't think she's ill though? Like, well, I, we talked about this on the show. Yeah. She's uh, trash. I don't think I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Nana, right? No, no. I, nah, nah. I think she's like, I think I put, she's better I put, than a lot of rap oh, guys, bro. Like she, she actually gets like bars, bro. Don't get it twisted. A lot of the girls are, but I feel like she's um I feel like she's an industry plant. I feel like she mm-hmm. was just, yo, she's a very beautiful girl. She's new. She, it's a different look. Mm-hmm. Let's just put her there. But li- if you listen to her, she reminds me of very early Cardi B. That same style of rapping, the same way she delivers her words yeah. and everything. Listen to listen to Ice Spice and go back and listen to early Cardi B and you'll understand how I'm coming up with that comparison there. I'm gonna have to listen, but I don't I don't see them two in the same spectrum. And and going back to even like shorties, like Cardi B, she wasn't cute either when she came out. Let's be very, very honest. Okay, she was she, was, she 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 had a bad teeth, you know what I'm saying? But, but she, still she got her hit. But what what she got cleaned her, up. really pushed her over the edge since so with you guys, it was really the personality. The personality. It was the body. Yes, yeah, yeah, body right got went her back to, that. to you. Mm-hmm. But the personality is what pushed what her completely over the edge. She was still fuckable, fam. Like, no, yeah, she was fuckable. I, I'm not going to say like... Was, <laughs> like she was sexy, fam. Yes, she, she was. It's not like she was beautiful. Like no. I put it out there like, yo, she's the bad. But even till now, I still don't even put Cardi B in one. Like, I think Chromos looks better than Cardi B. Now, now Cardi B? Yes. Mm-mm. I think Cardi B, obviously she's done up and shit, but Chromos is done up too. But I still think I'd pick Chromos. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she's Spanish? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like why. Full, and, and I know like she's more of a freak. Like she'd be playing with her feet. You don't think Cardi B's a freak? Yeah, but I feel like Cardi, I don't know. She just gives me I can't take dick vibes. Do you think Cardi B could have saved the Migos relationship? Can Cardi B save? Could Migos? she have push oh. offset to you know? No. L- that's what I'm saying. So how she well, what does that well, have to do with it? <laughs> no, I'm just offset saying. was just offset didn't want to work with the, with QC. Oh, that's the problem? That was the problem. It had nothing to do with Cardi. Cardi. I thought that was the problem. I thought, no, no I, I know. I never Cardi. thought, I never thought the. I you, Shook Knight over there. I'm just saying, do you think Cardi should have pushed her man to just stay with her family? That's, I guess, that's where the line of question Why? is. She, that's her family. He, his family is right there with her. Like, come on, which girl are going to be like, yeah, stay with the group? Come home with me. Like, you're going to go off with the group and go do fucking shows. You know, the Cardi B Offset album is coming just. Come on, fam. Like, let's not try to play like we didn't see this coming, like, how long ago? I didn't, still. What? Mm-hmm. Fam, I'm actually surprised the Migos stay, stay together this long. You are? And I'm surprised they stay together this long. And the way they were able to just rub this breakup under the rug. How do you claim to be the best group of all time, but then you guys break up and you don't... Yeah, you know, da da da. Nah, nigga, we want to talk about this shit, bro. Yeah. Make this shit a thing. Sorry, but to me, especially from an outsider that's not really knee deep in hip hop, Offset seemed like he was always the face of the Migos. I I think it was Quavo Quavo for for. I think it was Quavo at first, but then that when Bad and Bougie happened, yeah, everybody went over to Offset. Offset, But I think from time everybody thought it was Quavo. Yeah, he had the look. He was on all the songs. He was on the song with the girls. So and he's always doing the hooks. Yeah, he had the hooks. Yeah. So then when Offset came and people were just like, "Oh shit, Offset can rap." They were like, Offset, but to me, it's take off. 
Take off don't. Yeah, take off don't. Take off Take off could be the man. He could be. He went off on that album. Like, man, take off is dope. Hold on, hold on. How did you get into even dancehall and reggae and stuff? It like? was, okay, this is what I tell people. When we first lived Blake Street, this was downtown East York. A lot of people who you'd see was Africans, Jamaicans, and we were the only Guyanese we knew. Okay. So in my head growing up, besides my family, we're the only people that come from Guyana. There's nobody else that comes from Guyana. Because we didn't see anybody yeah. else. It's like, what? And we were Seventh-day Adventists. So on top of that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole Jamaican community at that point. Bro, you're at Smokes. church. There's no other Guyanese that you know about. So you're a Guyanese and Seventh-day Adventist, bro. I'm an alien. Mm-hmm. Okay? Nobody else is doing this. So then now when we went to Gundower now, as soon as you get to Gundower, the first thing you hear when the door opens is reggae. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore reggae music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're you're young. You're looking around. <laughs> oh, this is what's going on? Reggae. So you see from that God holding me, bro. To this day, 2022, that never let go of me. To this mm. day, because the bass line, the, the energy of it, the rude boyness, the badness. I just like the whole energy of it. And you know what I mean? dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I was thinking about that about the whole time. I was thinking about that was the first song you probably heard in Glendale. It was fucking Those Beanie Man World know, Dance. way before that. We're talking. You guys got to remember. I'm the In this room, I'm the oldest out of you guys. Probably two of you guys combined could make my age. I'm 47. You understand? No, nigga. This nigga's like 30-something. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Sudi? Exactly. So okay, we'll so come yeah, her and somebody yeah. else and you guys are close. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're only 10 years. Yeah. That's so like... it was, that was really, but don't get it twisted. Mm. One time I didn't like reggae at all. Which period, which period of reggae was that? This was, this was before we got into it. Yeah. This was like the pre Shabba ranks where you're just hearing like Bob Marley as a kid and stuff. Oh, I, don't, uh, I don't like that stuff there. I like fat boys. I like Run DMC, I like, mm. this is what I like. Mm. You understand? But when it came out, I don't like that. And then we just got into it. But a lot of people don't realize that even the podcast, our tagline is from pastors to porn stars and everything in between with a heavy dose of reggae. Mm. You understand? Because I, I was going to get to you with the reggae. Okay, okay, let me stick to the reggae one second. Who's the top <laughs> Toronto reggae artist right now? Right now, top Toronto dancehall artist would be Isis. Isis? Yeah. I see the name a lot around. Yeah. And who's... Co- because we had this conversation... Shit. When we had this conversation before, you said it. There's, is there nobody coming up like that's really making noise? There, there's people that's... coming up making noise, yeah. But when you look predominantly, it's Isis. There's Kirk Diamond, but he's more reggae. There's Stample King. He's still dancehall doing his I thing. I think Tristan Five Star. I five see Stars out there doing his thing. down a little. I don't yeah. know if... But who has the eyes of the people? Mm. Isis. <laughs> Without a doubt. And in your opinion, who's the real king of dancehall? Between who are? Is it, is it um, Beanie? Mm-hmm. Vibes? I hear everybody tell me that Vibes is the guy. Did we have Buju in this conversation before? Uh, we had Bounty. A Bounty. I think the trick with it is I don't think Vibes Cartel, Bounty, Bujo, they're looking to say king. And I mean, Beanie Man has a title of king. Yeah. Bounty Killer has general. And I mean, so there's, everybody has their own pillar. So I don't think anybody else is looking for that king title. But in your opinion, though, because we had this conversation. We're talking straight. Killer's my artist from 
Boom, dead. To a right now. Look to your left. I look up there. You. You know, if I move that curtain, that's his opinion. But it's a fact, fam. I do listen to it's fact, fam. If there wasn't, if it wasn't for bounty, a lot of the artists them that are popping cartels, the Mavados, the Idonias, exactly, fam. All of that is exactly via bounty killer. You understand? Come on. You don't think that even though it's via bounty killer, that somebody could surpass him, like. Like, I'm pretty you sure could. Drake looked up to Jay-Z like a motherfucker. Now, like, I want to say that Drake has surpassed him musically. I don't ag- I don't like a lot of Drake's music. Mm-hmm. But if we go, like, numbers-wise and, and all that The stuff, long Drake, run that Drake has had a 10-year straight. Jay-Z by my... He surpassed a lot of people. was New York. But if you say Drake, then you have to say Wheezy. Do you understand what I'm saying? You and if you say to. Wheezy, you have to say Birdman. You, you don't have to. Because it goes, because it's, like a, it's like a chain, fam. It's that's like a, how we father them. To Drake. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, yes, that's how we got there. But Drake is the guy right now. So yes, these guys paved if the way to put Drake in that position. But isn't it safe to say that Drake has... Is, is the guy? Are we what, would he have been Drake, the guy? Is, is Drake the king of hip hop? Right. But now would he have? Hop? But would he have been the guy if Weezy didn't put him in that position hell, that he was in? Hell, fucking no. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so that, so that's why. That's you, why. From from I guess an industry man and man people that really study music, we would always say Weezy, mm-hmm. and then okay. all his offspring Spring, exactly, would Drake. Exactly. You understand? But if you're gonna say Drake, you have to say Weezy. Boss. Yeah, exactly. You know and you're talking mean? about. Like first of all, the, the first conversation was king of dancehall. You didn't put a period on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's not a king of dancehall of the tens or the twenties or the nineties. You just said king, king of, of dancehall. Dance period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you're gonna say that to say Drake, you, you're now you're saying king of hip hop. Now you have to say who's the king of hip hop. Period. So who's the king of hip hop? Period. Mm, boy, that's, that's a good discussion. <laughs> right? I'm not prepared for. I'm not prepared for. That, because it, it's funny because when we have these conversations, people always go to the numbers and shit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you go to the numbers, you gotta put either Bob or fucking vibes. At okay, the top. I got a good one. When you go to dancehall, at least when you go to dancehall, and then when but muscle I, is right, it goes down to who's your offspring. Still, and, and no matter what form of fashion it is, the king is always who they who they spawn. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of great artists, but they don't spawn nothing. And that goes back to our conversation of Canadian hip hop and shit. These Canadian act, these Canadian rappers and singers, they're not spawning offspring, fam. Right. You know what I'm saying? So to be the king, you have to spawn offspring, fam. But it's but it's even comes down to like brand recognition or something. When I think of basketball, all right, LeBron James is the man. But you see, Jordan is brand basketball. When you walk up to anybody and say, "Hey, basketball brand," all right, we're not talking about points, scoring, and all of this. Brand basketball, think just like is brand different. boxing. I don't think, but you, you see that. Sorry to cut you because. I still don't think nobody has surpassed when you talk about brand again. Nobody surpassed Jordan. Jordan no, but, switched the fucking game. No, but then that's what I'm saying. Even though LeBron, you have some kids right now that have no clue who who um Jordan was and all that stuff. There, but he's just brand. He's just made it so big. Just like brand boxing is a between. Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali. And it really depends on where you yeah, yeah. fit. But remember, Floyd Mayweather and these guys, these are the fucking man. You understand? Yeah, but brand that's recognizable where you don't watch sports or whatever. Tyson. You understand? Tyson, you don't Tyson, watch basketball, yeah. but you know this person, brand. I think Tyson over Ali still. Me too. Ali. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so too. I think Tyson. But yeah, with, with basketball, 
Yeah, these niggas is crazy to put LeBron up there. No, LeBron, LeBron, no, LeBron. He's the guy, but he takes yeah. way too many L's to be comparing him to Jordan yeah. and the rest of them. Jordan, Jordan had a different time where it was this was exciting. Yeah. This was new. That's yeah. why he goes brand. And remember, this man hasn't played in twenty something years now. Yeah, crazy. Played a game, you know. Yeah, and we still talk about him as he's brand, like the king. Yeah, man, the king of basketball. Do we definitely have to have that? Sorry, the the hip hop one. Who's Who's the king of hip hop? Who's the real king of hip hop? Eh? Is this alive or dead or what? Or is it just yeah, alive? I, I I would say dead or alive. I think you. I think me personally. Brand okay. I'll Hello. say this. No, for brand hip hop, I think brand hip hop belongs to Jay Z. Brand. If you walk up to a, a elderly white person, a Chinese person, or something, brand hip hop might belong to Jay Z. I, I. It's funny you said that because I think if you bring them, you put LL and Jay Z. What people are gonna know LL for the TV shows and shit like that. Okay, Even but, but, not that's, but that, that's it, not hip hop. But that's brand. You're talking about brand. You're talking about brand, right? Hip hop. It's yeah. branched off to every. No, other. but remember what I'm saying. Brand hip hop, not just brand. You know, brand hip hop. I, I think that belongs to Jay Z. I still think the white people are gonna know um, Will Smith even. Will Smith but remember, even, Will Smith got it because of the acting, acting in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah, in yeah. a rap so you, or what, somebody what, that... So what we're saying is just strictly you rap first and then everything else came after. Mm -hmm. So we can't even put Drake in there then. Yeah, yeah because he came, up, he came up with the acting. <laughs> right, right? Drake is like... Drake would be like... You see how, like how I would say, again, I'm open to any criticism where we would say Jay-Z is brand hip-hop. Drake is brand the man. Yeah, and I mean, he's the he's the modern brand hip-hop, but the real giant of who anybody walking down the street from 30 years, 25 years ago, you put that, you say a name, Jay-Z. I think Drake is more in entertainment because if somebody explained it to me, it's just like, Drake understands the entertainment aspect of it. He's never, like, we've been asking Drake for years to put on a full hip-hop album. He's never done it because mm -hmm. he doesn't care to. You know what I'm saying? He, He's an entertainer. He's mm -hmm. going to give you what he feels is going to entertain you more. This is why you'll see him pop up in a movie. You'll see him pop up in, he'll do like the um the euphorias and shit like that. Because I think he likes to do music, mm -hmm. but I think his brand is entertainment more than But remember, he was a actor first. Yeah. And then rapping. And then rapping. You know what I mean? It's just rapping is where he really took off. So he's an actor that turned a rapper, even though he might have been rapping before. But what popped off for you first was acting. So in the people's mind, you're an actor that turned to a rapper. Mm -hmm. you know I'll throw I mean? a different name in there. I think I think Wu Tang is probably bigger than Jay Z in terms of king of rap. Now I know they're a group, but brand. but you would say if we're talking about brand recognition, the Wu Tang, the Wu symbol alone is fucking you know, global. Yeah. You can put that Wu symbol anywhere, and people would know that's yeah, Wu Tang Clan symbol. If niggas do like this, either that's get, rock. But either you but if you do this, this, it's Wu. I know, but if you do this, you're either gonna diamond cutter. Are you, you know what I'm saying? Either, either you're getting that diamond color or it's yeah. the rock, baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? This Nothing, from yeah. like 1996 to like whenever the rock died, it was this. Yeah, and this brand. Um, 1993, my nigga. What, what I, I think, think Wu-Tang Wu is more of a... A street, like a, a street cult, underground, like a yeah, yeah, cult following. Yeah, they got to that level but i really truly think that even though jay-z hasn't really put out no body of work in a hot minute i really think brand hip-hop belongs to jay-z yeah because you're not hearing woo on the radio fam I'll, I'll still hear again new york or like i fuck bumping magna carta right now yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. That, that's the spin in my car for the next month until i can find the next jay-z cd or a kendrick mm -hmm. cd still i can't lie <laughs>
It's crazy because Too Short has this song. Speaking of offspring and stuff, Too Too Short has a show on um, Sirius XM where he talks about the offspring of rap. And I was listening to the to the Easy E one. Easy E's offspring so, is like Dr. Dre. Oh, okay. um, yeah, talk about that. Like musical yeah, offspring. Schools. Yep. And without Dr. Dre, there wouldn't have been 50, there wouldn't have been Eminem, there wouldn't be The Game, there wouldn't be, like, um, DOC, there wouldn't be an Ice Cube, NWA. So, like, Easy es offspring is, in music is crazy. So, if I make it big, technically, I have to give Friday his praises then? Of course. Yes. That's of course. Your, that's your daddy no homo. Of course. That's your daddy no homo. I was taking this media shit. Actually, no, 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 no. Freddie is not your father. Oh, he's like, oh, your father. He's the real. He's the. Freddie is my uncle. Yeah, that's right. my uncle. That's your uncle. Uh, Shout out my Maria uncle. Step pops. Right. By the way, yeah. Yeah. oh, your step pops. Not you know what I'm real. saying? Yeah. But like, yeah, Hollis is probably like the father of like everything media that I don't know. Even me too. Like yeah. everything that we have accomplished in terms of technically it's just my, the media stuff. I mean, technically, was my bro would yeah. be first, but yeah, I'll stick with Hollis. <laughs> Your bro, eh? But I, but I, but I'd say popular would definitely be Friday and Wheel of Hip Hop. That really, yeah, yeah that, yeah, yeah gave everybody. you that, that gave you the platform. Yeah, because everybody said, "Oh, let's go to I'm not there no more. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'll get that for basically the, the rest year. of your, the no, the rest of your life. You'll as long as you're still in no, not podcast. Well, at least for the next, at least for the next year until the year's done. Year, no, year. even even past that. Nope. As long as as long as Wheel of Hip Hop is still around, you'll be attached to that some way somehow. Well, if it goes down the same path that is going down right now, I'll give it a year. <laughs> Being you, fam, I'm just saying, fam. Like, ah, uh, a year, fam. If I can't, all I need is one. I always say, all, all I need personally is just one. You give me one, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Listen, you guys got your show, the man them show, all right? Mm-hmm. Where could they check it out? And what what is what is that show really about? So. The Mandem show used to be the Mandem recap show, right? Mm-hmm. We were supposed to recap like stuff that we love, video games, wrestling, um, not just only hip hop, you know, current events, you know, our favorite things in life, food, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Women, relationships. It was supposed to be like an all around recap of life, you know what I'm saying? And then when um, Andre and us, we split ways, um, we just turned it to the Mandem show to give opportunity, not just for me and Guts to to host it, but to give other people the platform to host. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to hear us in the background, none of that shit. We just actually want the Mandem to be in the in the stuff. Like, you're going to see Binga and, and Gucci one day. You're going to see Binga and Ghost. You're going to see Ghost by himself. You're going to see different people. Soon, Brooklyn is going to come on the platform. Holy um, exclusives already? Yeah, <laughs> we, bro. We, yeah, bro. Well, yeah, we got a new co-host. Um, shout out to Brooklyn. Brooklyn, honey. You know what I'm saying? She's if, if I could say one thing, yo, she's been hustling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she didn't really get her break, but when it comes to hustling, you got yeah. to shout that's, out Brooklyn. That's, this is, and this that's is what right. we have. Yeah. Hopefully that right? we can yeah. give her that break where she yeah. she's comes, been, yeah. you know, she flourishes, right? Exactly. All she needs to do is just sit down on that couch and talk mm-hmm. a shit, bro. And yeah. it'll be professional looking, professional sounding, and just ready to go edits up everything. Like, so Brooklyn is going to be a part of the show. So the Bandam show just pretty much it is, it's, it's a it's a free fall for everyone to talk about. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just going to be me and Guts um, in front of the camera. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. going to be different hosts, different collectives all the time. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we're trying to build with the Mandem Show. Anything else you want to add? Um, Just the conversations that are not had in the city too. I think there's a lot of conversations that we don't want to have or that people just won't have. And I feel like that's what another thing that I just want to bring to the table. Like anything that's going on in the city that people are afraid of or don't want to talk about or don't want to bring up, like, 
Another thing really quick to the other people that are in the jails, you know, like we know all that crazy shit that's going on. A lot of deaths are going on. We just wanted, we had glows come up there. Like just different people that we know are not going to get a platform. They, yeah. they don't have a platform and people are not going to give them their platform. So I just always wanted to have a platform just, just for everybody to come on and just the hardworking people that don't get that little extra on. Come to the Mandem and the Galdem, you know? The Galdem will have their opportunity too. You can check us out on YouTube every, what? Every week? We, we're trying to do weekly. Weekends, you know? Weekends are off. Yeah, yeah, we're on, but you might get a one-two. But every week, 6 p.m. on YouTube, my YouTube show, The Gutsy Guts Every show. day, not every week. Every day. Oh, sorry. Every day. <laughs> oh, every day you yeah, guys are putting out it. We're yeah. dropping a YouTube, whether it be an interview, um, a conversation that we're having, something mm-hmm. we're going to do. And like like he said, we have so much different ideas. Oh my we have God. tele confessions that are coming out. We have um, Nightlife mm-hmm. with Ghosts. We have um, Dogs, Dogs After, After Dark, Dark with Benga. Yeah. Um, I want him to do, like, this is why, again, I keep telling people, it's not about me. I give him show ideas. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He has his, um, that's not a bar. Like That's yeah. a bar. That's a bar. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> we just have so many different things that we're going to come and show to you guys where we just feel like Toronto has been missing in the entertainment, especially for, I hate saying it, but the urban aspect of it, movies, web series, TV shows documentaries all that shit you're gonna get from the man and in, and not just urban bro we're, we're open to talk to anybody bro you do rock music man, 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 R&B that. that's what I'm saying yeah, but, we're yeah. open to talk yeah. to any and anybody fam mm-hmm. like but it doesn't man, matter the niggas don't have like again like Breakfast Club will go through that we yeah. talk to any and anybody yeah. so yeah we wanna be those guys that are talk to any and anybody too exactly you, you write books you fucking shoot um, the photographers we might have a photographer coming soon we're not gonna say the name though but we might have a photographer coming through he takes some beautiful pictures oh. Jesus Christ <laughs> You want to back up your director. tape, like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> yo. Yeah, Basically but, diversifying your portfolio. Yes. Where, yes, where, where, yes. where you're not stuck over here, you're not stuck over there. And yes. that's why I tell people, I could have named this the reggae entertainment report. Mm-hmm. I could have named it the soca, the hip hop, anything. But I said entertainment because if we're doing reggae today and I feel like, yo, it's not really happening, I could go interview clowns tomorrow. All I'm doing is interviewing clowns for the next six months because it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. Or oh, the clowns aren't working. Okay, we're going to go to the people that own dog shows. Hey, they might have something over there. Mm-hmm. Let's go over there. You understand? Fast. Because you you got to continue to diversify the portfolio because one of my most liked clips that has one of the highest views is one with um, Infinite talking about him being the... Um, and on the soundtrack of Street Fighter. That's the one I watched. All right. That's you see, the one I that watched. That right there yeah. got me into the gaming aspect. Places yeah, that yeah. I would never find these people before. I don't know anything about them. And it has the most likes on it and the most engagement out of everybody that I spoke to. I you love that I mean? conversation, yeah. yo. I loved it. I didn't even know, yo, when you're Street Fighter 3, you know, have you played it? Yeah. And you hear the rap guy? Yeah. That's Buddy. infinite, dog. I, and that's he talks about yeah, that's a That's a cult that the people that know about street fighter that one there that's a cult yeah you understand cult yeah i've never fathomed anything like that before so okay you know what we're gonna go interview strictly video game people now Uh, because it's entertainment yeah and i mean the mandem show doesn't mean what does that mean 
You understand? You just think you're going to get interviewed by the man And it doesn't have a thing. It's not the hip-hop man. Yeah. It's no. Hip-hop it man didn't man say the soca man them. No. It could, be the, it could be the white man them. Yeah. It could be the black man them. The yeah. brown man them. Just the gal the man them. Now, that point was the gal them still, eh? The gal them sure. But yeah, the gal on them too. The gal man them The gal man them can get a liquor talk too. You know what I'm saying? Listen, gentlemen. This This has been... So much fun. I haven't been able to really sit down and speak to somebody else that's in the same situation with you mm-hmm. and let loose. You're usually speaking to somebody that's in entertainment, you know, mm-hmm. but on the other side of the fence. Speaking to people on the same side of the fence, bro, fucking amazing. Also, listen, you already know, fam, anytime you're willing to have us, I've, yo, I love yeah. this shit. Yeah, so yeah. I'm willing to come through anytime you're willing to have us. And yeah. when you're ready to come to our studio and, you know, chop it up at Black Spades. Let us know, man. Just say the words. Leave some social media contacts where they could check you guys out personally uh, and stuff like that. Do you need to think before? At Fleet DJ. You got it ready now? Uh, at Fleet, G- Fleet, <laughs> Fleet DJs.LasVegas. That's L-A-Z-V-A-G-E-Z. Fleet DJs.LAZVAGEZ. Not Fleetwood. Not Fleetwood. <laughs> uh, the Gutsy Show on Instagram. Mr. Gutsy Guts on Twitch. The Real Gutsy Guts on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, Gutsy Guts on YouTube, the Mandem, offic- the official Mandem show on Instagram. Yeah. The official Mandem show on Instagram. Again, we drop every day at 6 p.m. except for the weekend. Weekend, you might get something funny. And yeah, send us um topics to talk about. Send us people to interview. They got to be working though. And yeah, be safe, people. Enjoy your life. You only live it once. So. And shout out Muscle Man, Two Live Music Hut, man. Thank you so much, Muscle. And yeah, please, guys, give Muscle his friggin' flowers, bro. Because nobody, yeah, what which reggae platform is doing it out here? We talk about hip, um, we love hip hop, voices and staircase. Which reggae dancer, just in general, and it's doing every and anybody? Come on, fam. You could you, be the only one, Allah. You're the only one. And it doesn't there. matter. He's the only one. He is the Fuck only one. Yeah. He's the only one. You guys need to step your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. She's talking no, and not two and three. You heard? Yeah, <laughs> also, thank you so thank much, you, gentlemen. Bro. Thank you guys for Flipping actually, you know what I mean? Hitting up. In the spot. No, look. <laughs> it's beautiful, man. I'll show you what's behind you when we're done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me give you guys an outro and get you guys out of here. This conversation wicked conversation yeah Yeah, well ladies and gentlemen this is muscle and this has been another two line music huts entertainment report podcast and we are out this podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com